Live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. That's right. Saturday night, I am in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm joined by my fellow team member at SmokingTobacco.com, Mr. Kevin Acuff at uh, in the Gurkha Cigar Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, and from Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's right. Everyone's favorite cigar industry veteran telling how it is with the scoop. It's William Cooper from Cigar-Coop.com. Gentlemen, evening, guys. Evening, guys. Good, uh, good What's to be back with you. What's happening? Yeah. I always try to give you guys the biggest buildup that I can because you know, you guys are here, so mm-hmm. and I get excited for spare notes. You know, spare notes. Look, I like both my shows. Don't get me wrong, but spare notes is definitely a more fun show because it's a little bit more laid back. It's a little bit more. I don't know. I feel like I'm hanging out with my boys. You know. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. You know, and it's good to see it's, you guys. It's like a Saturday night herf. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's nice, you know, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm on here with you know, the Coop Coalition as a guest because you know apparently you know this, this is two members of Cigar Coop now. Apparently that's the joke. Uh, so uh, not the joke. It was uh, the old struck down in uh, Miami, Florida. <laughs> want want to welcome Kevin Acuff to the Cigar Coop team. And uh, we appreciate you, Matt, understanding and 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 uh, you know, you know, business is business. That's why I said to Matt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were, that was just the best, dude. What did you do to Coop? It's like, what do you mean, man? He just offered me a whole bunch of money to come on his show. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was all about. It sounds like you guys hit the sauce pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> so oh, we like... we we talked to Raul from How About That Cigar. Then I talked to Matt Ty, and he. You know, he understood business is business. But you didn't talk to Mitchell. That's interesting. Oh, well, boy, Wonder wasn't there. Well. But, you know, we, oh, so it was only for people who were in attendance. You weren't just trying to. I, I, I'm just saying we haven't gotten to Mitchell yet. You know, the empire is growing. <laughs> the empire. <laughs> the empire is growing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're the emperor. You're, <laughs> you're in your cloak. Hey, folks, if folks know Matt's reaction. So I did this. Like I sent messages to Bat Tobacco on Matt Ty. Matt, to, Matt was all bent out of shape when he's he's like, this isn't funny. He's like, <laughs> he's going, this isn't funny. And Matt Ty's like, eh, go, right. yeah, yeah. go ahead, try to take him and see what I, yeah, it's like, you know, he goes, I'll fight you on it. Yeah, but like, this isn't funny. He's going to Barber. He's going to Kevin's wife. Like, That's right. I, I was like, you know what? This not funny. <laughs> I was like, I don't have time to deal with these hijinks. I went right you, to Barber. You don't have time. You will go in the Barber. You wouldn't have time. I went to Barber. I was like, Barbara. Like, let's shut this down. Like, come on. Oh my he God, he goes, he goes right to my boss. He like jumped ahead of right. everything and went right, you know, right to the source. I'm like, you know what? I love your life, Barbara. Because he knows that, you know, she'll keep me from doing anything dumb, or at least she'll put forth her best dumb. effort. So, <laughs> That's one way to put it. But but for the record, Coop and I were literally crying. We were laughing so hard. We we just couldn't stop laughing. It was like. I, I like, well, do we ease it? No, let's just keep going. <laughs> and then, of course, then we then we have the conversation, well, if we would have thought this out better, we could have made it more believable. Yeah, like put a press release out or something like that, yeah. We had, we had, we had like, ideas about, like, doing a press release on this. Wow. You guys really had a, had a plan going for this. 
I guess you're just going to have to come to the Zona Palooza next year. So you, can... you never know I, what can happen I, with the Zona I, Palooza. I, 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 I guess so. I guess I have to this protect my it, assets the, the, and go the, to the Zona the Palooza. Theater. It's like no holds barred in South Florida. I, you know, I'm gonna and I'll go and I'll tell Hector too. Like Hector, I'm only, I love you, but I'm only here just because I got to make sure that my my team stays intact because apparently <laughs> this is Coop's like coaching <laughs> ground. Hector would be like, don't want no part of it. Leave yeah, me alone. Me alone eh? Like, does it involve yeah, Coop? Uh, I, I can't I'm, do I'm, it. Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> I don't get tangled with Coop. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it's great to see you guys. I'm glad you guys had fun. It looks like you had a great time. Um, I know that you both love it down in Miami. I love Miami too, but I know it hits extra special for especially you, Coop. So that was awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's a great place. This is a good. You know, it was. It was. I think this is my. I think I was saying this is my last trip probably for the year. To Miami, so I think this was unless, a record-breaking uh, year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Unless something comes up for my day job, which I do a business down there, but I don't expect it uh, in December. So, so how many was I'm it little, this year? Was it nine? It was. I, it was nine. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The most trips to Miami in one calendar year. Yep. Nice. They just watered the water yeah. on myself. Barb and I would have loved them to go to Miami nine times. <laughs> uh. Like I said, it's a lot easier. I mean, literally, I can make a last-minute decision to go to Miami, get in the car, um, and do it. So it doesn't take uh, much. Someone could tell you that you, oh, you want a free lunch? Come down to Miami. Coop's like, I gotta go. I mean, I, I tell you what. When I met Kevin, um, we met at Caribbean. What, what time did I get? About eight thirty. That was later than that. Was, About nine. It was closer to like ten. Okay, I okay. I left Charlotte about nine o'clock. So and that was with stopping a couple of times. Yeah, that was with stopping a couple of times and checking into my hotel. Out. So that's still not bad time, believe it or not. I made very good time getting down there. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's pretty good. Yeah, Caribbean. Yes, I know when. Yes, I know when I reached out you know, when, when Barb and I decided we're going to go to Caribbean. I mean, that's always like the first place we go when we get down there. Right. And, yeah. You know, I texted Coop, "Are you going to make it?" He goes, "Man, I'm not sure. You know, I'm still a ways away." Got a couple hours to go, and then lo and behold, here he comes. Well, the, goes, you know what it is? The, the, the traffic's very unpredictable once you hit South Florida, and you could – I could have been 1130 easily if, it, if there was some traffic. It wasn't um, – so I didn't want to – I said, Kevin, look, I don't know if I'll make it, but I'll keep you posted. And then I – once I – the second I got my key to the hotel room, I said, I'm just dropping my stuff off. I'm coming in. I'm coming down there. Yeah, from West Palm down, it could literally be a train wreck. It, yeah, it definitely could. Um, I did. I actually didn't stop at Smoke Inn this time either. Uh, normally, I, I will stop for a smoke there, but um, again, it was just uh, I was on a course to kind of get to South Florida at a good hour. I, I, the one thing I really hate is checking into a hotel room at like one in the morning. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very. That's like one of my pet peeves. So I got. I have. I I won't do anything until I'm checked into that hotel first. I don't blame you. I'm the same way. I like to. Make yeah. sure I'm settled yeah. in. You know why? Because I know I'm going to go back out, and I'm probably going to be out late. And when I stumble back in at 3 in the morning, I want to be able to go right in my room and go right to bed. I don't have to deal yeah, with any nonsense. It, it, exactly. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was hard because we get we got checked into the room before we went to Caribbean, and it was hard. It's like you lay down on the bed, and after a long travel day, and belly full of dinner, and it's just like, oh, I don't want to move. And it's like, well, we got to go to Caribbean. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it was good. We got the Caribbean because it wasn't very crowded that night either. So it was great. Me and Kevin got some good time 
with Barbara, we all just kind of um, because Saturday when we went back there, it was that was the herf and it was a lot more crowded. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had two first at Caribbean down this time. It's like the first one is that I think that's the first time that I've ever set foot in Caribbean, and Alan wasn't there because he was on a cruise that he won. Yep. Yep. And then then on Saturday for the uh, for the Lazona Palooza herf. I mean, we roll up and there's like 25 people standing out in front of it waiting for it to open. Wow. It's nuts. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, sounds like you guys had a hell of a time. We did. That is such a fun, that is such a fun time. It, it, it's a great event. And, you know, I hadn't been there in four years. And for the most part, that event doesn't change. It's the same formula they use. They tweak a few things here and there. But it's the same formula they work off with that event. So, and it works. It's nice. There's no deadlines, you know, like a lot of the other cigar events and whatnot. You have, you know, this time you got to be here. This time you got to do that. This time you got to do this. And what's on this just, it's yep. from, from, you know, A to B and whatever you can fit in in between is what you fit in in between. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, hey, don't fix what's not broken, right? Yeah. Um. And those guys, I mean, you know, you know, Eric and Jack and Hector and, you know, Junior, I mean, those guys literally went, like, you know, over and above. And, I mean, you know, Eric's whole family is, you know, heavily involved in that. And just, you know, they really go out of their way to make sure that all the Espinosa fans enjoy themselves and have a great time. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? So, you know, props to them. I mean, they, I haven't been, so I can't really speak too much to it. Um but um, from what I've seen and you know, talking to Coop and, and now you and it, it sounds like a hell of a time. And what I like about it is, you know, it's not a huge event. It's not a big formal event. It just kind of seems like, hey, we're having this little party at the office and swing by. And I think that makes it more, I don't know, it, any party that's got that kind of feel to it. I always have I always have more fun at. So yeah. I mean, sorry about that. that. That was user error here. <laughs> That's uh, all right. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely personal. I mean, you know, you you, I mean, when you show up down there, I mean, you feel like you, you well, you don't feel like you know that those people care. Yeah. That you smoke he, their he, product and that they're happy to have you there. You know, I mean, he it, said, you know, hundreds of times thanking all of us for taking the time to come down to you know his event that he put on for us. Yeah. Yeah. Eric actually apologized to a couple of us. He's like, I I apologize. I didn't get to spend more time with you guys. I'm like Eric. You you were running around hosting this thing from top to bottom. Um, there's no apology necessary. Um, and that's the kind of guy Eric is. He's just a great guy on stuff like that. And um, so I mean, he Eric. I'll just say this: Eric is on top of that event from the time it opens to the time it shuts down. Yep. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's the way it should be, right? It should. Yeah. And, that, and he did. A... He's singing yeah. and dancing. Man, he took, that's a, awesome. he took a shirt off with Ghost Rider. That was a little disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Disturbing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I mean, it sounds like you guys had a hell of a time, and it's on my list of events. There's, there's, I have a list of things that I want to go to someday, um, but I'm realistic, and I know that I can't always get to everything every year. So it's on the list someday. Uh, I'll make it down, um, especially this year. I'd 
you know, I'm not traveling yeah, until not, after the new year with the baby. Nah, so. you you had you had stuff going on, and like I said, it don't it's not an event you have to get butt hurt if the invite doesn't go out. Um, they they don't they miss people sometimes, but if you're supporting them, or co- you know, you're obviously covering them, you, you're gonna get to go. So, I and they uh, made sure that you know they made sure that everybody went. You know, they circulated a list. I mean, you know, because it's an invite only. And yeah. they circulated a list to make sure they had everybody's contact information so yep. the invite can go back out next year. Yep. And they say to people, hey, if you've posted our stuff on content, contact us. Like, we do miss people sometimes. It's not done on purpose. Contact us, and you're welcome to come. It's it's funny. I, I see uh, Alan's here, and uh, he said he heard that they had great subs at Lazona Palooza. I, I, heard, I heard they... They catered public subs, which are, eh. Well, they, they catered public subs the first day as people were getting in. So I can understand they didn't go, like, all out. Um, yeah, nothing nothing or, too high-end, right? They had, they had cheesesteaks. They had cheesesteaks on, what was it, was that Friday? Oops. Yeah, I missed the cheesesteaks because yeah. I had to do a day job thing. So I, that was the good. one thing I missed. They had the paella that night, which is really good. That was amazing. Um, and then the smoke meets were at the uh, park. Nice. Yeah, with one of the with one of the coolest smokers I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, Saw they literally video. took a yeah, high LA, a police car and converted yeah. it into a smoker. I, that is they, so freaking cool. Never, did they have that before? I don't remember that. I've never seen it before. I don't know. Not you necessarily. Know Alan Rubin because. Well, because, I mean... Um, Not in the mood. I mean, you know, Eric was there from uh, Blackstar. But, I mean, he was, you know, very incognito and appreciative of being there. And, you know... Yeah. I you got to wonder just... if... It, I haven't asked the question, but I wonder if there's gonna be, they're going to be making a cigar for him. You know, it was kind very of like whenever be. I see that, yeah. Typically, when I've seen people come from other companies, it means they're making a cigar. So I don't know the answer to that, but uh, uh, I w- I do want to say one thing. It's like I, you had a little bit of a conversation with Hector at at when we were at Caribbean on Saturday for the Herf, you know. And I again I thanked him for the invite and you know making sure that you know we got the invite and we're there. And, and you know he expressed gratitude for media being there. And you know he goes, you know, it's important to us to have you guys here. You know, he goes, you guys are our voice as well as our consumers, yeah. and, you know, it's important for you to be here. Yeah. There, there was, was one cool. – com- I have I have one complaint about Lazona Palooza, and it's a dead serious one. Take down the friggin' CA banner, please. <laughs> please take it down. <laughs> please take it down. And Hector knows – I'm not saying anything I haven't said to Hector before. So please take it down. Yeah, when's the last time, uh, you know, you saw Marvin Shankin rolling around down at Lazona Palooza? Well, and look, I'll say Hector has really made an attempt to kind of promote a lot of online media and stuff. I still just hate the banner. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate that. But no, Hector, I mean, he's, he's gotten really good at sharing our content at the end of the year and stuff like that. So he's they've been doing a, a much better job of that. I just hate that banner. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it's, he knows it's a sore spot with me. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm on your side on that one myself. Especially, like you said, they're having their event over in Vegas. There's no one ever came from that magazine here. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that, that, that but that's, a, that's why I walk. I have to see that. So, 
And that's true, and that's the other thing that happened since the last time we all were together was uh, cigar aficionados. Big smoke went down, and you know, it's funny. I heard because uh, I had some friends who were there in the, in the audience, and um, you know, who were texting me throughout the entire event and letting me know what was going on. And I have one particular friend who has a little bit of a crush on Lito Gomez Jr. And <laughs> so she and she knows I know him, so she was texting me about it whenever and then I texted him and I was like, Hey, so I have a friend there and she thinks you're kinda hot and he was like, Oh really? <laughs> he got all excited. <laughs> and, but then <laughs> but then at at that time, um he, he Tony and Lito Senior were going up on the stage to speak or whatever. So then he wasn't answering me. But apparently while they were up there um, someone made a, a comment to him about, uh, about Toledo, to about like, oh, why don't you like sell your company or whatever? And something like that. And, and he, he said something wrong along the, I wasn't there. So this is just like through text messages. Um, something about like, he was like, oh, I, I like, I like money. I don't like my wife or something like that. And then I guess he tried to backpedal and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> going to get in trouble with the missus. So it sounds like yeah. they had a good time there, but. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that's another event I haven't been to. Um, you know, I'll maybe. never, I'll never go. I'll never go. The, yeah, the last it, one that Barb it, and I went to, we were we actually worked for Alec Bradley. Oh, and okay. then every other time that it's happened, we've been in Florida when the Great Smoke is here. It's just it's that it's that it's a timing thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to kind of if I want to be taken as a serious as a competitor to them, and not that I'm a meet, you know, I'm a rounding error as far as competition goes for them but to, for me to go to their event is, is making the wrong statement um it's actually while on coop we dial back a lot of the aficionado coverage we still do the prediction show but that's about it right now we don't do the countdowns of them anymore so we're just we, but the prediction show is so popular we're, we're going to continue to do that we, we didn't do it last year and we got like a ton of messages saying people want it back so it's coming back well I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Coop, when it comes to – I like to think of it like I know that we're all technically competitors, but at the same time, I think that there's, you know, the magazines and then there's online media. So I like to stay close with my fellow online media, but when it comes to the magazines, yeah. it's kind of like well, it's a, you know, I don't really their, associate. Yeah, it's their territory. It's their event. Um, yep. And if they extended me an invite, that's a different story. But, you know, I don't think uh, I don't think we're really, you know – Walk, welcome there um, that weekend. So, um, you know, the one thing that I took out of the aficionado event was I was surprised, and maybe I'm not, but Fuente and Padron, I thought they were going to make their announcement there. They're going to ship ship the uh, Legend Cigar. So now I don't uh -huh. know what's going to happen. That would have been a golden opportunity to do it in front of Pope Marvin. And now, um, you know, now that now not, so... It's possible they maybe didn't want to take away from the event by doing it, but now, because I have that bet with Abe, and I think now it's over. I, if that doesn't ship this month, it's over. So. Oh, yeah, you're, me, in, you're, you're going to be in trouble soon. Well, good job by Abe, you know, and he did a good job. He won the bet fair and square. Um, but, you know, I, I've gotten, t you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I thought that would have been the indicator this that weekend. It, it didn't happen from what I heard. That was the bet, Coop, that it was going to happen this year, or is the bet that it's not going to happen at all? This year. Okay. And I was pretty confident it was going to happen this year. Um, 
but now I'm getting less confident as every day goes by. I mean, we're getting close to Thanksgiving right now, so, um, you know, and I think the way I, I said I would do the bet is, hey, the cigar's got to show up in a store, you know, if, it, if, if we don't see it show up on time, I don't want, you know, I want, to, I want it to be on the shelf to win it fair and square. That's true. Yeah. Hey, it could be a Fuente okay. Patron Black Friday announcement. <laughs> that would be, that's probably the next one I'm looking at right now. Yeah. I mean, if they don't have that on retail, not that they, you know, those are going to be on the shelf a day, if, if anything. If they even hit the shelf. If they even hit the shelf. Land. Yep. It's going to be... It's going to be one of those things where it pops out of nowhere, like, oh, and now they're going, and it's going to be like, oh, I guess, you know, yeah. today's the day. I, th I think that's what, I think we're not going to know when they're going until they go. And that could be yeah. <laughs> whenever. Um, that could be that, whenever. That, I don't think there's going to be like, okay, we're going to drop it in June, and then, like, it's going to, like, no, I think it's going to be like, oh, they're going out. Oh, oh, they're okay. This is it. And I, I think it's going to go like that. So it won't my, be a heads my, up. My, I'm waiting to see what retailer does the stupidest thing to kind of try to sell that cigar. Not stupidest, but wackiest thing, I'd say. Some retailers are going to get it in. They're going to sell it at MSRP and get rid of it because they don't want to deal with it and move on from it. Some retailers are going to get it. They're going to put it on the shelf, and they're going to put a massive price tag on it, and they're going to go, it's so special and rare. It has to yep. be like ten grand, and people are going to go, all right, come on. That's ridiculous. Then you'll get the retailers who are going to either – they have some sort of customer membership program. As I know, those retailers who kind of go like, "Well, we offer it to our best customers," yeah. or maybe they raffle it off. Maybe you know, then you'll you'll have all those other kind of gray areas. Or it's a, bun it, a bundle yeah. buy. You know, buy twelve Fuentes and get one. Right. Right. Yeah, bu right. Buy 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 eight hundred dollars worth of Fuente, get one, <laughs> and you could buy yeah, that one, cigar for two hundred dollars. Yeah, so one for two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that that's how they're gonna. Look, and, and my thing is I'll ask a few retailers if they have it. I won't play games to get it, though. I'm not going to buy – I'm not going to go make a, a crazy purchase or anything. If they don't want to sell it, then they don't sell it. Yep. But I will add – I mean, I have asked retailers, and some of them were like – you know, I remember when the Rare Pinks came, Jay was great about getting me some Rare Pinks. So uh, a few our retailers will help me out with that. But, hey, if they need to do the other stuff, that's great. I'm just not your guy to buy that. Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, let's talk about what we're smoking, and let's talk about our friends at S.T. DuPont while we're at it. Um, before we get two balls deep into the show, this this show kind of took off and went running. Um, yeah. But we are cutting and lighting our cigars tonight with our accessories from S.T. DuPont. That's right, featuring the Deffy Extreme that Coop and I are using, with those twin jet flames, that beautiful clear fuel tank. I actually have to get some fuel for mine because it looks I've like got the, uh, this beautiful matte red mega jet. Mm, great lighters. I, I get it. This, this, yeah, flat flame, light. this thing is this thing is so cool. And ever since you know, Carlito had said that the flat flame is the closest to lighting a cigar with a match, it's like, wow. I never even thought about it that way, but now I do every time that I push the button. Yeah, you know, those flat flames are, are pretty intriguing. I remember the first time I started using them. Because um, I mean, when I when I mean, when I started getting into cigars too, I mean, I, I was also playing with like every cutter and lighter, um, you know, I could find and single jet, twin jet, triple jet, quad jet, five jet, fucking table lighters, 
you know, everything. <laughs> everything like every, I, I, I tried everything. I tried punch cuts, V cuts, crown cuts, regular cuts. You know, it's. Um, you know, I, I still I, play with all that crap. It's like it's it's almost like a mood thing. Yeah. Yep. And you know, so for me, it was like, oh, and I remember I got to the flat flame, and I'm like, this is so intriguing and unique. And I found that it worked depending on the size of that flame. I prefer using it on a smaller ring gauge, um, because I think it lights nicer, in my opinion. Um, but I think they're great. I think they're um, they're really nice, and I think. I would kind of agree with that. It's the closest thing to a, a soft flame, I think, just because how it's yeah. spread around. It's not yeah. it's not so direct. Um, yeah, I mean. I've been playing with this more and more, and it's like it, the more I use it, the more I love it. So mm. it's actually it's, it's neat. It's like I was trying to kind of figure out where it fit in, and then you know, Carlito said that. It was just like <laughs> ding, 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 ding. This is what it is. And now I yep. go into it with that attitude, and it's like, wow. This is actually really cool. Yeah. What do you uh what are you guys smoking? Cool, you go first. Kevin, you can go. I am I am smoking the EP Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance. Wow. Which you may which you may see a review coming up on Coop uh either tomorrow or Monday. But yeah, this is I just finished the the smoking cycle for the review. Um I take was... it it was a good review if you're smoking it again tonight. Yeah, yeah, it was good review. <laughs> yeah. um, that, is, that is a very good cigar. Yeah, yeah, these were hard to get. Um, I managed to snag some of these. Uh, I imagine they'll be back. This cigar. That's um, my feeling too. I, it, it I even sure says, hope so. it, it, it even says when it says twenty twenty three on the band, you know they're gonna do it again because they sold out. They didn't make enough of them. They made like seventeen hundred seventy six boxes and they flew off the shelf. Um, they were supposed to bring this to the trade show, from what I understand. But there was none left. There there was none left, yeah. Yeah, you'll probably see a much larger batch return next year, which is what I I, I guess I hope. Yeah, I I stumbled into the majority of a box of those when I was in Colorado for Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. We went into, uh, um, dang, I can't even remember the lounge now. They walked into the lounge and they had a box with, there was three missing. And I asked the guy, is there a limit on these? And he's like, nope. I'm like, okay, thanks. Here you go. Those are the only ones I saw. I mean, I never had an opportunity to even buy them from anywhere. They were sold out before I even had a chance to react. Yeah. Yeah. I, I slept on them because I'm like, Oh, like they'll, you know, they'll be around. And then I, I waited like a week or two. And then I was like, all right, let me go grab some. And then I was like, huh, well, they're gone. I'm like, what do you mean? Like we got them in. They were gone. I was like, shit. (laughs) They are, they are good. If you, if you were able to, if you're one of the fortunate few to be able to get some, and have smoked them. I mean, you know, they're really, and yeah. they are very good cigar. Yeah, completely different than anything I've ever had from Ernesto before. So I am smoking the uh, Espinosa Laranja. Nice. Laranja. So, oh, so this is like probably one of my all-time go-to's from from uh, right, boys at Espinosa. Brazilian nice. Habano, bro. Brazilian Habano, bro. <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> I'm smoking the 2023 um, Tatuaje Reserva Broadleaf uh, that came in the Saints and Sinners pack this year. Um, the coffin. It came, also came Ooh, the, the pumpkin. Sp- the pumpkin, yeah. 
It's not Halloween. Yeah, I was a. I was gonna say, what is that? That's a Saints and Sinners cigar, though. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a Tatawa Halloween and a broadleaf, and, and I believe this was a box press Toro Got format. It. Um, right. It also came. It came in this wonderful little double coffin, and it also came with the um, Capo Special. Yeah, the Sumatra blend as well. Nice, nice. So, they were they were. Both what the hell? Good. Why can't I get this out? This is. I feel I'm trying to do this one handed. There we go. There it is. There's the other one, the white band below. Classic Tatuaje style. So, yeah, I'm smoking this. This is actually pretty good. I was, I don't know. I couldn't decide what I wanted. Yeah. There was some new stuff I wanted to try, but I just wasn't in the mood. And I said, you know what? Yeah. I just got these in a few wow. weeks ago. They've been resting, and I want to I want to fire them up. Oh, let go. me. I just, got a, I just got a message here. My cap does not have a sticker on it, okay? That is not a Perdomo it's sticker a bottle that was left. It's a bottle opener, yeah. It's like a bottle. Uh, you know, I remember when those hats there. first came out. Those were awesome. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, so it is a like, sticker. Just so it's like five thanks. years ago. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I I stopped over at Perdomo on Friday morning, and I've been wanting to get one of these caps for a while. So, and it, it like really, if you go into Perdomo, all that stuff's well priced. It's not overpriced. This is a ten dollar yeah, hat. Big time. And this is I, I've seen hats for thirty dollars at this price. So. I've See, if you wear hats. that with your reef flip-flops, I mean, you're covered on the bottle opener because the reef flip-flops have a bottle opener in them, too. Yeah, right, right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, be... I, I've seen hats that were 10 times that price that looked 10 times less mm -hmm. quality. Yeah, I, I should have got the – they had a black and a red. I think I'm going to get the whole set just because I, I like them. Oh, they are definitely cool. Yeah. And before we really get any, any deeper, I do uh, uh, want to echo a comment uh, from my buddy Kevin O'Connor. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Something that we actually haven't said yet is uh, happy Veterans Day. And, you know, yes. thank you yes. to all the well, veterans yeah, out there. Uh, for, uh, that was my next service. segue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, actually, today is the uh, 41st anniversary of my grandfather passing away, who was a veteran as well. So. Wow. Uh, you know, I was very close with my grandfather, so even 41 years ago, you know, died when I was like 15. So, um, yeah, so uh, I always remember this day. I know he served, and look, all these folks who served our country, you know, thank you because I, I didn't have to serve, right? Um, and it's because of these guys, right? Yeah, it's true. think about that. Mm -hmm. It's true because of these guys. I mean, don't get me wrong, if, I, if they called me, I'd do it and everything, but you know, again, these guys all did made this possible for us who serve so thank you yeah yep thank you very thank you very much to all the veterans yeah, out there yeah 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 yes a very happy veterans day uh you know we we had matt booth on the show earlier this week uh it's kind of turning into our thing he comes on every veterans day every veterans week um we had him on veterans week last week and um he also he had served he was in the marines um yep. for for several years and uh so again, you know, we I I'll, I I made the statement earlier, but I'll say it again. You know, we you know thank you for your service. Um, that's how yeah. I was raised to you know really respect and appreciate the military. Um, I always go out of my way to try to recognize those when I you know encounter them out in public. And I worked with several veterans, and I worked today. And um, one of my apprentices was, you know, he served in the military. I saw him this morning, and I I gave him a hug. I said thank you for your service. I really appreciate you. Um, you know these. They don't. They don't get enough love. That's my. No, opinion. they don't. I mean, if I'm in a cigar they store, do not. yeah, I'll buy them a cigar. I know in our old cigar club, we had a locker set up that anytime a veteran walked in, we all contributed cigars and gave them cigars if they came in. 
Our pooler. That's the way to do it. It really is. That is that is awesome. Those people deserve it. You know, they made the they made the sacrifice that the rest of us didn't, so they deserve it. So they absolutely do. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's just how I look at it. So happy Veterans Day um, to all those out there who have served, both you know who are with us and those that you know are no longer with us too, whether they died after or they died you know on the battlefield. You know, we we appreciate you. So, um, but let's see. We have a list of things to get to tonight. Um, Trying to decide which one I want to go with first. There's, there's a couple of juicy ones. Um, we like juicy. I know. I know. Well, one thing juicy. I thought was interesting was, and I guess I'll address this and get it out of the way. Um, we had a very interesting encounter on one of our social media accounts last week. Um, I had posted a picture of a band on a cigar uh, that was just kind of, you know, overlapped and not aligned properly. And I wasn't making a big deal out of it. And I wasn't even attacking the company as a whole. It was just pointing out this one detail. And my comment was, and I wasn't making a big stink about it, but I was just kind of being like, you know, this is a brand that touts themselves as an ultra premium brand who has cigars that sell for a wide range, but a lot of them at that over 20 and $30 price point. And I was just looking at it and I said, you know, just in my opinion on the surface, just thinking out loud, don't you think a company that touts themselves as so high end and luxurious and charges what they charge for a lot of their cigars, don't you think that they would have a little bit more attention to little details? And of course I got some comments of people who were like, Oh, well, the cigars. You did. Well. That's you a little said detail. one other thing. You did say one other thing, though. Okay. You compared it to another company. You did compare it to another company and said, "I did." Which okay. I'm not. I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying. I think you pointed out this other company has an impeccable reputation for construction, which is in that same price range. So I think I, that is a, a key point. Yeah, that is true. I it was the the brand in question was El Septimo, and yep. I compared them to Davidoff. The reason why I did is because, you know, that's the market that Davidoff is in and that's the market that El Septimo wants to be in and yeah. has advertised, which and is they, nothing wrong with that, but... They've compared themselves to Davidoff. It's, I think it's fair. It's fair. It was a fair... By the way, it was a 100% fair comparison. Yeah, that's why I want to make it up that your comment, Matt, wasn't... It was fair. It, because they themselves have tried to compare themselves to Davidoff. And, you know, I, Davidoff, I, I know for a fact... You know how they handle their quality control. You know, I, I I've talked to Klaus Kellner about it. You know, who's you know formerly of Davidoff, and so I, I I've I understand the level of quality control, and there's a reason why. You know, you might not love every Davidoff cigar you have, but for the most part, I mean, it. You smoke a Davidoff cigar, and you can at least recognize it's a very quality product, and there's a reason for that. They have that reputation. Davidoff has a certain price point that they kind of operate in, and there's a reason right. why you pay that. It's because you get what you pay for with Davidoff, and you know it. Um, because even if you don't maybe love the blend, you know you know that cigar burned well and it performed well mm -hmm. and it was made well. Um, so again, you know if they compare themselves to them, and that's that part of the market. Those are the competitors. I mean, there's other companies I could talk about, but you know Davidoff is kind of the most universal one that most people would pick up really quickly and be like, oh yeah. Um, but again, it, it was just, you know, it was just me uh, making an observation, you know, it, it wasn't even attacking the company as a whole. I didn't say anything else 
about the company. It, there's parts about that company that I think are okay and are good. So, uh, you know, it wasn't. But we got a response from someone at El Septimo on the El Septimo Cigars account uh, that took it rather personally and took it to heart and i just kind of felt like it wasn't the most professional move to do i mean uh, first that happened I w again i wasn't like making a whole company thing it was just like hey like you know if you're gonna charge 30 dollars for a cigar don't you think the, you know the bands should be you know a little bit more aligned i mean I've, I've been in factories i've i've seen the process i you know and i know it's not easy either but you know it's right right you know, again, I mean, it was a, it was a fair comment. It was a fair comment, and I mean, and there's definitely responses that could have been made that that, you know, I guess, like, I mean, what's the best way to put it? Appropriate. But, yeah. You know, attacking the, the person that made the comment, and then you know, attacking potential consumers that are agreeing with the comment. Yeah. Not good I business mean, practice. It. I don't think you it know, looked good for them at all. No, no, it doesn't. And, you know, we, we met, we talked about companies that have had problems with this and people have gone to social media. And in most cases, the, the, the company or even the owner of the company, you know what the first thing they do? They apologize. They apologize. They apologize. Uh, and you know, some will even try to make it right in that case, right? So, I mean, at a minimum, I would just, an apology would have went a long way in this. And maybe it's a, a chance for a wake-up call to do better, uh, which is what they should be striving to do here. Um, attacking, getting defensive and attacking. Look, criticism is part of the whole game that we, we are in. Yep. And look, if we're not criticizing them in media, consumers are going to be the ones. A consumer eventually would have done this too. Um, to, to go attack them. And the response back, I personally, I thought the response back was completely unprofessional. Like, well, basically, wait till you get to the booths at PCA next year. Like, was that, that's right. I mean, that was terrible. That was absolutely. I couldn't believe I saw that out of a cigar company. Yeah. The one that got me. The one that got me. I mean, yes, that was unprofessional. And I mean, you know, okay. Yeah. I mean, I kind of took that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what? You know, that's a reason not to even go there. But to literally go after like a potential consumer, really. It's yeah. like, you know, somebody criticizes your product, either it's media, it's consumer, whatever, you know, take, right. the, take the criticism to heart. You know, it's like, you know what? Hey, you know what? Maybe we miss it on that one. Or, you know, there, there might be a reason why, you know, that particular cigar or that particular line of cigar has an issue with the bands. You know, right. it's like, hey, you know what? This is what happened. You know, we're sorry this happened. We're going to strive to do better and blah, blah, blah. But just to basically like lash out like a spoke brat i'm sorry that's just that's not the way that you address right. a situation like that absolutely absolutely especially when you're trying to grow a company and a brand um and look i you know they should be following the book of this industry if you if you if you look at people like nick perdomo who is great when there's a response and we've seen it some of the people i've seen they kind of take advantage of the gimmick sometimes with this because I think they know what the answer they're going to get is. It's always going to be what we're going to replace the product. But Nick goes out of his way, and I've heard Nick say this uh, a thousand times. It, it's it's harder to get a customer, and it's like much easier to lose, you lose a customer really easy. Oh, so, absolutely. I believe that what he says is it takes ten years to get a customer; it takes ten seconds to lose them. Right, you, you, that, right. That's a hundred percent accurate too. It's a hundred percent accurate, and and that's why he is 
he is at the success level he's at, and that's why he's got the respect of his of everyone because of that. Um, yeah, if that was a Perdomo that, cigar, different interaction. It would have been Matt. Please call me. Let's get that replaced. Please call and it's me. It's like and I don't need you to. It's you know, and that yeah. would have been the comment on Facebook. It would have been yep. like, hey, please reach out to you, know, reach out to me directly or private message me directly, and we'll take we'll we'll, we'll right, address right. this further and take care of it. I mean, and that's how that should have been handled. In the story. Yeah, that's how. That's how. Yeah. That's how it should have been handled. And you know what? It's, you know, you know, look, in re- if you were reviewing that cigar and it was in your review, you know, I'm just saying it could have been, you're lucky, they were lucky it was on social media because it's more damage you get present a review, in my opinion. Oh, but according to, but, according to the, to the respondent on that post, though, smoking tobacco isn't cigar media either. Oh, yeah. I missed that one. They it's, said that it's like it's like. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? What 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 is smoking tobacco then? Um, I'd like to know. Yeah, me too. I'd I'd, I'd fucking love what, to know too. I'd um, love to understand. Like like, please explain to me what 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 media is. Yeah, I, I'd like to know. Yeah i i spent I spent close to five figures this year revamping a website and re redesigning all of my other stuff and you know organizing things and you know, making us to be the most professional we can be. And it's like, okay, yeah, I, that's, that's interesting. Okay. Um, that's I mean, uh, like, uh, you know, okay. as I mean, as a reviewer, you know, I've had, I mean, I've had, you know, brand owners and, and reps, you know, reach out to me. Like if I said something derogatory about a cigar or something, you know, that this problem or that problem or whatever, you know, they've reached out to me, but they've reached out to me, you know, personally, you know, either a, you know, a private message through social media or I get a phone call or a text or whatever. And we talk about it, you know, it's nothing ever made public. There's not a battle or anything right. like that. It's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's my opinion. I mean, you know, everybody knows these things are handmade. So, I mean, every once in a while you're going to run into a problem. I mean, if you run into a consistent problem with them, you know, maybe that's something else, but that's still something that, you know, as a brand owner or, you know, a blender or anything like that. If you're finding something, you know, somebody that's that's finding a consistent issue with your product, you're going to get to the root of it and find out what the hell's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, and the other thing too is, you know, it wasn't the first time that I noticed this with this brand. Um, you know, so I was like, all right, well, I mean, I saw it again and I'm like, all right. And it was like, oh, like you got people going like, oh, well, it's a handmade product or like, oh, like it's just a band. The cigar was fantastic. It's like, I know. But I think that some people forget that in the media, you know, we we are critics and we're critical and it's to every little detail. It's not like, oh, no one cares about the packaging and how the cigar looks. It's as long as it tastes good. It's like, no, you have to cover all of it. So especially you know, at the at the higher price points, I mean, at the 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 like the luxury premium or premium luxury or however you want to call it at that price point, find little details like that is what elevates the product to that level. And I mean, if there's a miss in any of it, that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I agree. I agree hundred percent. I mean, um, you know, and that's the other thing too, when you, when you're talking about stuff at that price point, you know, you're, you got to try to justify, you know, you know, why, you know, you're, you're selling cigars at that level, whatever. And when you see little mistakes, it's like, wow, you know, and then you go, yeah, well, there's another, you know, there's a competitor of yours that's out there who operates, um, you know, in that, in that same market place where you are that upper, upper ultra premium. And, and I, 
very, very rarely, if I've ever seen any missed little detail like that. And so it's like, yeah, that's why you, you're going to you just get don't in that level of cigar. I mean, you don't. And if there is an issue like that, it's addressed immediately and taken care of. And no, it's, yeah. and that's one thing I'll say about companies like Davidoff and who are big companies. And, you know, I know they're not perfect. And I know that we've talked about them from time to time on little, little things that we pick apart. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of respect for, for Davidoff from us because of those reasons and how well that they operate. I mean, there's a reason they are one of the largest cigar companies in the world because yeah. they've earned that right and they've spent the time to build it and do all the right things. And, you know, you mentioned people like Nick Perdomo and I, I you know, I could see, you know, companies like that making it that far because and getting really big someday because they're doing that same thing. I mean, and they're doing business yeah. the right way, you know, and but when you as a company, when they went and you're going to compare yourself to Davidoff, which you have a right to do, a company has a right to then when someone compares them back, you got to be able to take the criticism. That's my point. If you're going to put yourself, try to put yourself in that category, uh, you better be prepared to take the criticism if you don't deliver. Yep. And, and uh, you know, um, that's, you know, it, look, you know, the other thing is I'll tell you something. The two things I get beat up on reviews are score number one and pack. I actually, when I, when I say something about the packaging, people get very butthurt about it, which I find very interesting. Um, but yeah, the scoring still, my favorite thing is like, well, why did you give this an 88? I'm like, did you, well, the review explains it, right? <laughs> what are you going to get any other explanation from me? Like read the review. And That's the thing is, is line. an 88 is a good score. It, an 88 is a good score. Unfortunately, there's, you know, some sites have decided that 90 is a bad score and, and, um, you know, I, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, we've talked about that nauseum, Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, you, kinda... you put out a review, and if it if it doesn't score over ninety, people are like, oh, what happened? Yeah. It's like, what do you yeah. mean what Look, happened? You got an eighty eight, you got an eighty nine. That's that's not bad. If you got like an eighty one, yeah. I'd be concerned. But I'd exactly. be concerned. Yeah. Yep. You know what I will say? You know, kind of going back to you know the whole post thing and the responses and stuff. I mean, if I wasn't in the media, I mean, well, let, let me back up. As a consumer. If I see a you know a company criticize and like attack potential consumers like that for addressing their concerns about a fault in their product, I'm more apt to never try that product if I haven't tried it. You know, I mean that would be something that would make me not even want to go in the first place and even try it. If that's the yeah. attitude that they're gonna have towards their potential consumers. And that's how this I mean that that whole reason and that whole response from a from a brand is like 90% of where this show started it was an incident that happened a few years ago when i made a comment on social media and i said oh it was a company a small little boutique company who made a cigar and it had the wick on it and it was the same size as the firecracker cigar and then they called it like the buckshot or something like that so you had two you had two right there you had a a name from Viaje and the Firecracker cigar that United is, you know, the claim to fame for having. And all I did was say, you know, hey, you know, it looks a lot like the United Firecracker. And those two decided to have a live stream and bitch and complain about someone calling them out for copying something that, like, is not a trademark size. Because there's only one cigar that's actually trademarked by the size. Um... 
And for those of you in the comments who know what that is, please share with us. I'm curious to see who knows. Um, you know, but it was just like, hey, like, quick little comment. Like, oh, looks so like the firecracker because, you know, we know how that goes, too. You know, it, you know, it, it's people have kind of played around with that. And I know that you know, the guys at United, Dave, they don't really like that. And I, and I get it, too. But, again, I wasn't stirring the pot. I'm like, this looks like the firecracker. They got all bent out of shape. They had a live... Oh, you should stay in your lane. I am in my lane. I'm doing my fucking job. And that is when I see something, I comment on it. So I am in my lane. Why don't you stay in your lane and take public criticism and deal with it the way you're supposed yeah. to? Yeah, because you didn't say anything that's not true. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry you didn't like it, but, you know, that's, you know, that's how it is. Uh, the only trademark is, of course, the doze that rhymes with faux shizzle. Oh, what am, what am I missing? Alexander Martinez got it. Trademarked LFD chisel. I had said, who knows what the only cigar is that's not, you know. Which, which by would... the way, I will say that the uh, the LFD chisel, the double the hero, is like, that is the probably the last cigar that gave me the nicotine spin. That's, yeah. a, that's a great yeah. cigar if you want the strength. I'll say that. We, that is good. When, when, it is. That one when, wiped me out. <laughs> when, when, when we did our Mount Rushmore show for the Florida Americana, Bear and I both had that cigar on. Yeah, it's a, it's a legendary cigar. You know, I've talked I, to can, I can smoke it now, but like back like when I was a, a newer smoker, I smoked that, and I was not you – know, I was only probably like two, three months in, and I was driving home, and I literally had to pull off into a parking lot and sit back and turn the AC on and just, uh. Well, well I, I mean, the one thing I like about that cigar is I like to smoke it the way, um, I remember when I first came into it years and years ago, and I first became friends with Carney, and we were talking about, I remember asking about the chisel, and we talked about it, and I remember him telling me, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, this is the way that Lido likes to smoke it with, you know, you punch one side, you smoke it, and you punch the other side. Um, and I don't know how many people actually do that, um, but that is, you know, the way Lido kind of, I think, intended that cigar to be smoked or, you know, um, really likes to advocate that cigar to be smoked because it, it really cools the smoke when you smoke it that way. You're going down to that tip and then you – Sorry, I just I have like this burp bubble that just keeps coming out. Um, and I, I I don't know I like I like smoking it that way. If you don't have to, you know you could cut it, you can you can pinch it and crack it and smoke it that way. Um, but yeah, if you put a round you know the round punch on one side, and you smoke the scar, and I believe it's like about like three quarters, uh, not three quarters, like halfway through or so, you punch the other side, you flip it over, then you have both. Um, it's yeah, it's different. If you haven't if you've never tried it, you know it's something for you to try. So I've never tried that. I'm going to have to try that. No. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, again, not a lot of people know about that. And it's, uh, I think Lito made a video years and years ago. And then, I, when I, like I said, when I first started, you know, hanging out with Carney all the time, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, you got to smoke it this way. And I was like, oh. And so now when I smoke any of the chisels from LFD, I, I like to smoke them that way if I can. If I have a punch hanging around, I like to punch them. And I'm not a big punch guy, but on that cigar, I, I like to smoke it punched. Yeah, there's very few cigars that I punch, but there's a couple that you just have to. I'm gonna try that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my beef of the week, I guess. Um, 
<laughs> you know, normally it's Coop's beef of the week, but that's my beef of the week. It's just, you know, it's unprofessionalism from some brands for, you know, getting called out. And, you know, it, it, it's not the first time it's happened, and it won't be the last. So um, I just thought that to the, to the level that that was done was, like, really bad. You know, sometimes you say something publicly, you put an article out, you put a review out, and then you get the phone call. And that's one thing. You get the phone call. That's between you and them. That's private. To go on social yeah. media with the company account and to bash back. Well, they, like, as wow. a business, that's how you handle it. Yeah. Privately. Well, well <clears throat> I, I don't have a problem that they countered you, okay? It was the way they countered you. Well, that's what if, I mean. That's, they, that's what yeah, I mean. If, if, yeah. That, yeah. If they want to say, hey, you're dead wrong. Like, we, we're going to stand by our product. That's their right. But to call and basically say, wait till you come to the booth at PCA, and that was just uh, – I think that, that I think those comments were deleted, um, but yeah, that was that was said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I, it, okay, sure. We'll we'll see at PCA. <laughs> right. Someone someone will swing by just because I need to know like what the reaction is going to be. No, More you so should, just you you should swing by. You should be the one to do it. Yeah, maybe I will. I'll just saunter I, in there. That's what the... be, but, uh, yeah, we then then okay now now puts 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 the pedal to the metal here. On yeah. this. I'll have to. That's I, one of yeah. the ones that the whole team needs to go by the booth. Yeah, and and show yeah. up in force. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know it'd be awesome, and then if and, and I don't want to really get into individual people, but from what I understand, the the person who did it was. Um, has was, done it before. Has done it before. This is a, a younger woman. And uh, look, if we walk into the booth and want to get bitched out by some lady, then I'll just turn around and be like, "Here, yeah, bitch at my wife. See how see how far you get with that, because she ain't going to take your shit. Um, I'm going to try it out right now. So that's also option one. Um, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, that's my beef for the week. But I will say, I had a beef for the week. But Coop, you have a beef for the week that you asked me if you could bring up tonight. Yes, yes. Um, so I did because out of respect, I know you guys know this person, and I like this person too. So I'm, this I'm person not loves be, you. So I don't know. This could be a ch- turning well, of the tide. <laughs> okay, so so let me let me kind of let me kind of set the stage. Um, about two weeks ago. I broke a story that a cigar was showing up in stores um, from Room 101, and it was uh, the Namakubi. Now, let me, let me before I get into this, let me just ask you guys both a question. Is there any cigar more important to Matt Booth than the Room 101 Namakubi line? Is there anything that's been more important to him? I mean, that cigar made him. It, it's it, it, he, he had his first two releases were bombs. He has he has the original Room 101, the Conjurer. They bomb out. He goes into his third trade show at Namakubi. It's a home run, and it really set the stage. Anything else? Would you agree that that is the most important cigar that he's released in his career? I mean, if not yeah. the most important, yes, I, I'd yes. say so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, fast I had forward, to think about it, but yeah, you're right. No, I okay. Yeah, if not, you definitely would put it as one of them. Okay, I mean. Yeah, no, I it is. It no, up. it is. I stand by yeah, it. No, I it, think is. it is. I did. So fast forward. Uh, I was doing KMA radio, and the whole subject came up about like I said, 
I was completely surprised that they never did a press release. They didn't have. To, they didn't feel they needed to tell their consumers or or media partners about this cigar coming back um, in, in a new iteration. Uh, it just showed up at the stores, and I said this was a shame that this didn't have a press release. And I and I look. So fast forward a few more days. Matt is a guest on the Smoking Tobacco Show with you guys on Thursday night. I didn't get to see the show live Thursday night because I was, I was prepping. I had my show at 10, but I did go back and watch it last night. And Matt said, I got sassy. He said, I got sassy on this. Did he not say that? He, uh, I, I believe he, I, mean, I can't remember every yeah, word, I'm, but I believe he, that's. I, 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 I want to say that's, that's. Yeah, pretty that's probably right. Yeah. I mean, I know how Matt, so, yeah. Yeah. So I got sassy on a cigar that you guys, they had no, not you guys, but you felt there was no need to tell a very loyal fan base, probably one of the most popular cigars is coming back for, you know, they, when they brought back two years ago, it was a limited run. And they changed the blend, and and you know you feel that that wasn't I I, I I was being sassy because I called that out on a cigar that I think is the cigar that made your career. There's not a more important cigar in your portfolio than the Room 101 Namakubi, Matt. That's not sassy. That's like I want to understand what the logic is here, and is this the direction that I'm going to see the Room 101 brand going? Because it's disappointing if that's going to be the case. And I hope that's not the case. I hope there was some just some blip on the screen that maybe there was just some personal things or just things that company things where you couldn't get that release out. But that absolutely deserved the press release. I was and I'm going to be honest. I love you two guys. I was surprised you let Matt off the hook on that. You guys should have creamed him on that, in my opinion, because that was, in my opinion, again, this was a very important. And I guess your show, I'm not trying to say, but. There's no more important cigar that you have in your career, Matt, than Namakubi. That is the cigar that made you. That is what set. That's where the rumors came from. That's where Chief Cool Arrows. You wouldn't have had all that if it wasn't for Namakubi. So why, 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 and why I mean, does I, STG feel the need to, you know? I mean, I'm almost gonna say like, I mean, like, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Matthew, I mean. Right. You know, Matt's a very close personal friend to us. He's a friend of mine. Too, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go that that just just knowing Matt, I'm gonna say that was a blip on the radar. I'm hoping, but I was sassy. I think about I it. think there was some underlying underlying yeah. things. I mean, I think the yeah. sassy comment was just just. To oh, I know. Matt being Matt. That was that was Matt being Matt to take a stab to rile you up. Which why why don't he he, he should have <laughs> just getting, fell on his sword? Right now. He should have fell on his sword and said we messed this one up. I mean because so in well, Matt's I've defense, I hold on, yeah. Coop. I know you're all fired up, but I gotta I gotta throw this in here because in Matt's defense, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing that the, there should have been right. a better job of handling that. But in Matt's defense, you know, Kevin, there's two, there's two things. The first thing is, as Kevin pointed out, you know, we, we are good friends of Matt. And it, it's not my business, so I, I'm not going to say too much. I just know I know Matt's been dealing with a lot of things. There's stuff I understand. going on. I, he's got some I stuff understand. he's dealing with. And that, that's all I'm going to say because that's even that's probably more <laughs> okay. than I should say. So I've got to give him that in his defense. He's got a lot on his plate. The other thing is, you know, not for nothing – but, you know, Room 101 is part of STG now, and STG has a marketing person 
who, when I went and asked her, you know, she already had all the information ready to go with all the photos. So I'm like, all right, well, and again, she's great. First of all, I want to say she's great. Victoria is awesome. She's very great. So I don't, I'm but not even necessarily this, saying this put on her, but STG as a company should have, like, you know, so they, yeah, hey, like, uh, we should make sure, like, Matt, like, yes, may sh- have been involved a little more, but it's not just on him. I wouldn't no. even put it all on Victoria, but, like, as a company, you know, they should have been like, hey, we have a product. It's going out. Room 101. It's a special release from Room 101. This needs to be advertised. You know, and what, what I, I have had this conversation with many people in the cigar industry. I don't understand if you're going to give something to the retailers. Why can't you give that same information to the media? I don't understand it. If you want to send it to the retailers a few hours earlier, I get it. I don't understand why that information cannot just be easily because the information was all there. Like yeah. I had retail, like like basically, look, I'm going to be honest. I got that information from a retailer that was for sale, and, they, and I was asking you because I didn't see it on the website. That's what happens. I get a call. And I'm like, well, get me the information. And it was, there was information that was given. Um, I used everything but the photos because I, I went with it on a Saturday night. And I didn't feel like I was going to chase down photos or anything like that. And um, I thought, figured maybe we'd see a press release at some point. I understand if there's a personal thing with Matt. And I, I'm sympathetic to that. But I'm sorry. You sold your company to a big company that has the parts that should be able to handle this. That's why I said, yeah, like, I, I wouldn't even put it all on him personally. I mean, you know, where was no. that? Even without him, like, where was STG on it? I mean, technically, this, it's, 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 this is This is so important. This is the cigar that made your career. This is not a small release. This is not a big deal. Like, I, I get, you know, I get these press releases. Where I'm, I'm sending 100 boxes of some cigar to some cigar community club or whatever. I'm like, why am I getting that? But this cigar, there's no more important cigar than the Room 101 Namakubi when it comes to Room 101. I don't think I, I, I don't think, again, I think I did my job by saying what I said, that that was messed up, that they didn't get. This is going back to what you said. Sometimes we have to do our job. My job was to say something that this was not, this was not released right. This was not communicated right. It wasn't released right, especially with a cigar of this importance. And I mean, I'm almost looking at it as, you know, as an internal timing issue with, you know, with Matt and with STG and everything, you know, it just, it was, was, I think it was a timing issue. It just, it was just, I mean, it was a miss. I mean, and every, every, everybody has it. I mean, it it happens. They have a lot. Everybody's career. It happens. Look, I've talked with STG a lot and I've had this conversation with Justin and you know what my conversation with Justin is? I said, Justin, why do I have to find out about your from my from your retailers about your product releases? Why am I finding out from them on that? And it's a fair question. Why am I finding out from the retailers? Oh, it is. It, it's a completely fair question. And how how can I effectively do my job? Is what I'm saying. When this is the way, like it's already on the sh- Namakui is already on the shelf already at this point. Like I was yeah, like, if it's on the shelf know, before the press release. This lands, was on the shelf true. already. It's one thing. You know, I got my hand slapped last year from a company because, again, they sold a product to uh, retailers. The retailers sent me the information, and I got my hand slapped over this. I'm like, you, as far as I'm concerned, I was in my total rights. You sold the product to a retailer. There was not an NDA here. So I had the right to publish it. And they were so they, so they were action. upset that you published a story before, before they could make the announcement, even though they had already made the deal with the retailers. They, they, yeah, the retailers already the retailers yeah. already had the collateral. Once, I, once you go to collateral. a retailer, once you go to a retailer or anyone else, once 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 that once that secret leaves the company, 
It's, it's fair game. game. Yep. So fair game. Be a hint. Regardless yeah, of where uh, it goes, it's fair game for any of us. Now, now the problem is with that is that there was some communication issues with that. With, what happened is it was basically the communication the, – there was some communication issues, right? And the reps were, were communicating how this product was being positioned wrong. And I'll, I'll say what it was. It was the Placencia Etapol uh, cigar. Yep. That's the one that was – the commemorative cigar for FIFA. And there was some things saying it was a FIFA cigar. And that, that's why they got, but but they were like, you got to take it down. I'm like, I never said it was a FIFA cigar. I just said, this cigar's coming out. Like, But there was all these issues going on with that. I'm like, well, why are you communicating that to the retailers? Why aren't you going through a stronger communication plan? If this, if this is a sensitive thing, that's why you have to have a strong communication plan. Before you have your retailers going and selling that product, shame on you guys. I think uh, you know, I think one yeah. thing that a lot of I'm not, this is not every manufacturer. I know there's some manufacturers <laughs> yeah. watching, so I have to right. make sure. There's a lot of manufacturers that handle things the right way, but there are some manufacturers out there who I think believe that, like, when they're talking to a retailer, it's still like, oh, like this is like a behind yeah. closed door state. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, retailers are just as much as part of part of the general public as anybody else. I mean, right. The, well, retailers going to want to get it out there. I mean, especially if it's something exclusive, or if they're the first ones to have it, you can damn well bet that they're going to want the entire universe to know that they've got it, so they can. Oh well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's just common sense. So it's like if a retailer is giving us information, we run a story. Yeah. I mean, and you're mad at me. It's like yeah, and this ain't. This what do you want me to upset. do? It's already out there. This ain't Coop upset about not getting press with because I know there's going to be some, some bozos who are going to say that, right? And I'm, I'm not afraid to say that. No, I printed the story without a press release, guys. It's, this was really bad that you didn't have a communication or press release on, on this particular cigar. Now, that's what, that's what the issue is because I did print this without a press release. So if anyone's going to come at me and say that, I'll challenge you right then and there saying, no, this was printed without a press release. Don't give me that. This is about – this was really stupid the way I thought this was communicated. Well, lack of communication. I know. I said I wasn't going to lose my cool, and I'm losing my cool now. So, I, I see. Uh, yeah, Coop, uh, Coop's always complaining about press releases. Uh, he's got sassy, you know. Come on. Enough of that. Settle, settle down, Coop. Yeah. Coop, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> relax. All right, all right, all right. You're going to have to take your blood pressure I, medication could, again. Could you, could you picture if the Padron Millennium was coming back, and they didn't even communicate it to Cigar Aficionado? Like, oh, I guess, like, God forbid. Well, this should, they would I get would crucified. God forbid. Right. They would get crucified big time. This should have even. Yeah. I mean, as much as I can't stand aficionado, the Namakubi's a worthy enough story to give to Cigar Aficionado as an exclusive. This is an important cigar in Matt Booth's career. It's an absolute important cigar. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I can't express. This is not. Look, I know you guys were talking about Chief Cularo and Uncle Lee coming back, right? Which Uncle Lee, according to Matt, is coming back. He told us on our show that, at least. Yeah. But this ain't the same as as that. I'm going, Namakubi is a big deal to Room 101. It's a big deal. I wouldn't have been upset about this if it was Uncle Lee. The fact it was Namakubi, it was a big deal. And it was a miss. It was. It was. Yep. I think so, Barbara, uh, Barbara said you need you need to breathe. You gotta take a deep breath. Yeah. I like it. My buddy Mike Higgins. Coops out of order. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I'll just please start. Coops comes out again. I'm gonna write a press release. Stop that. Yeah, I don't want to hear that nonsense. It's not. That's nonsense. This is <laughs> this is nonsense. I'm sorry. I printed it without a press release. What the hell? Are you, explain. We I mean, did I too. Want, 
Well, I mean, after, I broke the, after I broke the story, you saw it. No, you didn't know about it until I broke the story, did you? Honestly. I, I knew about it. I saw I saw that it, well, I saw that a retailer posted it and I was like, Okay. And then did you? I reached out to Matt and I said, Hey, I have to ask you about something, but he was busy and then I said, Well, I'm gonna go right to Victoria and then she sent me okay, what I needed then, and then, I got the story out. Well, I had it on a Saturday night, so you didn't see that. I don't remember when we the, posted it. I don't remember when we yeah, posted yeah, it, but yeah, I know yeah, that it, I got it out somewhat timely. Once but you I, went with it without pressing. Once I, I figured that. it out, I put the pieces together. Yeah. yeah um, so do, would I do that with every cigar? No. This was an important enough cigar um, that it was it was worth being done on. Um, I mean, it, it, it is. This is you know people are always complaining like uh, to me like you're, you're always harping on press releases. No, when it's an important enough release, I'm gonna take the time to do it as as you did. There, but we can't do that with. We, I can't do that with your fifty box, um, cigar going to your one store. That's the stuff I'm not gonna do. It. But this this was important enough because, again, I consider this the most important cigar of Matt Boo's career, and and a, and a big change. It changed the game a lot. I just wanted to see it get a little more respect on that, and I don't think it got it, and I'm concerned why it didn't get it. Because I can't see anything more important on the Room 101 agenda than to get the announcement out about the Namakubi. No one could tell me there was anything more important going on in Room 101 than to get the announcement on the Namakubi. Well, on our last show, we talked about how you didn't like the uh, the Sancho Panza oh. packaging, which was bad. Which, which so was, now you, you've gone two shows back to back and you've had two complaints against Matt Booth. You're... You're treading in some well, dangerous waters. I don't know. Coop, um, might, not, Coop might not be Matt's man crush anymore. Oh, I don't listen, know. Listen, I love, I love Matt. I don't hold Matt responsible on that piece. Uh, I think there were, there were decisions above Matt on those those decisions. So, and by the way, did you see what color the Namakubi packaging is? Black and gold. The same as the Sancho Panza. The same as the Daruma. Um, the same as, as Johnny Tobacconart. The same as smoking tobacco, for what it's worth. Same, by the way, and, 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 by the <laughs> way, the rumor was reviewed yesterday. It's kind of ironic because the rumor was reviewed yesterday, and I made that point about I don't like I thought okay, <laughs> so I reviewed the rumor yesterday. And I thought Here it was we confusing. Go. They went black. I was it was confusing. They went black and gold with <laughs> the rumor because there was a cigar called the rumor gold, and this cigar is not the rumor. It's not the rumor gold, but I would have left the gold in case you ever want to release the rumor gold again. Is what I'm saying. And the Room of Gold is one of the hidden gems of Matt's portfolio. If you ever had that cigar, it was a much more limited one. Great cigar. Yes, it was. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an, it's one of those true diamonds of the rough, right? That I just, that's why I didn't like the gold packaging on it. Well, Matt's gonna feel that you're being extra sassy after watching this show. I mean, I'm just um, going to chalk it up that, that this happened because I think there's more to it than any of us will ever know and probably would ever need to know. I, I, I look, so. I hope, first of all, yeah, if there is anything outside, but like I said, I think there's a big enough company where this could have still been communicated before sending. Like I said, well, that's why I'm like, could... you know, like it, this is really on STG, not really Matt personally. Like, even if Matt like had shit going on and he wasn't as, you know, tied in with certain projects. Yeah. Like, STG yeah. still has a responsibility to cover the products that they oh, ship out. Oh, no, absolutely. And I'm, I'm on, I'm, look, I've been on Justin about this because this is not the first time that I've found out about their cigars um, being on retail shelves already. 
Um, and this is part of their process. So it's not on Victoria either, by the way. Victoria is fantastic. The best of the business. It, I mean, yeah, I she's. I was just going to say Victoria is like, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm still kind of new, new to this game, but. I mean, in my experience, you know, Victoria is an absolute freaking rock star when it comes to yeah. media relations. You know, I mean, she definitely <clears throat> yeah. makes sure that and, we have what we have, what we need to get oh, when we need to get there, it. Yeah, there's no better company, in my opinion, who has had media like General has been really good. I mean, they're really, really good for us over decades. So, uh, have there been blips? Yes, and I don't think, and I can tell you, these blips are outside of Victoria because I've, I've had conversations with other people in the company <laughs> on this, right? So it's just again, yeah. Um, I, I I said to Justin, why am I finding about your products from retailers? I should be finding out from you guys. So, uh, Mitch, that might be the comment of the night. Coop's gonna have to send a bunch of feet pics to Boofy to make him happy. No, I'm not. You're I'm lucky. Not, I'm you're not, lucky. I'm Shadow not. One isn't watching here uh, over on YouTube. Shadow One likes to pop in here from time to time. Shadow One will really uh, come at you. Look, I, no, let me say this. Matt is one of my uh, – a great friend of mine. I don't put this on Matt like you said. He's, I think this was more of an STG thing. And this is where I, when I started the conversation, I said, I'm just th – if this is the way we're going with, with this with STG, I don't get it. This, These are the things that were supposed to – Matt was supposed to be alleviated with these types of problems, right? Like, um, you know, but again, I go back. I know I'm harping. This, this is such a special cigar. Oh, special, and I know it's not the same cigar, but the brand is so important to this. To Matt as a cigar maker, it just, and, and I guess maybe because I'm, I, I have such an affinity for that brand, to see it kind of just show up on shelves, in my opinion, was just, uh, was just. Well, here come the private messages. If you hear my phone. Oh, here yeah, we no. go. You're in trouble now. Yeah. Yeah. No. One, that, one, one of them was probably from Alan complaining about something. No, it was. It wasn't. <laughs> was Actually, Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, so, but look, like I said Matt, Matt. Matt has been awesome uh, as a personal friend of mine as well. I think he's been great to you guys. I, so I really, I, that's why I asked if I could do this. I didn't. I felt bad picking on him two shows in a row. Well, you know, to um, be fair, Coop, he, he spoke very highly of you. I mean, he he reminded us of how well that you know he, he said you know you really can toss people salad and you carry it with you. And... <laughs> you know. You know, uh, I I think saying, considering I mean, all the look, I've taken so much like on uh, from Matt right over the years on this. I think I'm entitled to go after him on a couple of things. With Guy's this, giving so. you a compliment. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just remember, yeah. he said that he's like, I think he could, I'll never forget. Coop said on our show like two or three years ago, he said William Cooper throws the dick around like Hercules. Just one hand behind that. He he, he like, thought he had me. He thought he had me fooled with that Saladay stuff. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> he thought he, 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 you know, he was. He thought. He, right, me right. And look, a lot of people say to me, "I don't let a lot of people kind of do those types of." And I think you call it tomfoolery, right? Um, Tom I don't. Foolery. I, I, I have made a, an exception with Matt um, because we're friends, and and I think we kind of there's this kinship that happened. I'm gonna make it clear: most guests would not get away with that on a coop show. Um, and I doubt on a smoking tobacco show either. I think we've made a few exceptions to the rule here. The thing is, though, Coop, is that, I mean, I think all three of us, we know Matt Booth, and yes, we know, and we know Boofy. So Boofy can get away with stuff like that because Boofy is Boofy. That's just, I yeah. mean, that's just, that's what, that's what the cigar world expects from Boofy. 
That's just that's just yeah. the way yeah. it is. That, that's his well, persona. Honest, when, that's when, the way it is. When he comes on a show, you know, like we prepare for shows, but like when he comes on a show, there, don't be my boss. There's there's really not a lot. Like I pretty much just show up and. Yeah. There's the, I like I'm pretty in tune with things that are happening all of the time, so I I have things at the top of my head that I can pull from. Um, I don't like to rely on that all the time, but when someone like Matt comes on the show, it's good enough because I there's there's like five points that I'll bring up, and it's enough to fill the show because the rest of the show is him avoiding those questions <laughs> and playing his hijinks, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> soonish, Tom you know, Fullery, soonish. It's like. <laughs> So is it next month or is it like by the spring? Soonish. Soonish. You'll find out. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I will. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. But then it's funny. Then this week he comes on the show, and he's like, "Come on, ask your questions." And I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, "Why?" I well, almost feel like you're just trying to set me up to start asking you a lot of questions. Well, of so course can... he wants to just set you so up. So I'm like, so I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I am gonna ask you a question, <laughs> but like, I'm gonna ask you what I want to ask you, and I ask a question. Hmm. Like, oh, that's not the question that I wanted to be asked. And it's like, well, too bad. <laughs> Tom but, I mean, again, that's just, you know, with Matt, it's, you know, that's what you get, though. I mean, I don't I don't have to sit him down and talk rapper by the filler for two hours. No, I can ask him no, a couple and, of questions, no, and I can let him do, do the rest of the show, whatever he wants. Well, because yeah. most people that see him on a show like this, they don't want to hear that anyhow they want to see yeah. they don't want to see Matt sit there like this for like two hours being like oh you know really excited to work with AJ on this project because you know the tobaccos I spend a lot of, like they don't want to hear they want to hear like oh uh, stick in your mouth pipe it'll be available <laughs> soonish but I mean Ooh, you know I gotta be yes. I gotta be honest the okay? salad days uh, yeah, we, they, we, want, they want they want to hear about <laughs> they want to hear about astroglide and anal beads they don't want to hear about rapper Bonifilor yeah, but I gotta be honest. Like I said, if, if in most cases with a coop show, I'm just not even um, entertaining that with most guests. It, Matt's kind of gotten the one exemption for that. I'm being very transparent on that. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Anyone else wants to do that? If anyone else wants, if anyone wants to do that, um, I'm sorry, you were, we probably won't be back invited to my show. Well, that's so, just the persona um, he's built over the, his years in the industry, though. I mean, that's just what people expect from him, and that's what people want to see. I mean, they want to see Matt Booth being boofy. The only way that show would have been more outrageous if Mitchell was there because he would have been all over Mitchell like flies on shit. I mean, he just would have – and Mitchell just would have gone and laughed the whole time and, um, you know, fed into it and, and walked into his traps, which would have been well, hilarious. Well, he just doesn't know him as well. That's I all. know. I know. And that's why it would have been hilarious. That's why I was like, I'm kind of glad it was Kevin because <laughs> it won't get so out of control tonight. And uh, – and it was a good show for Matt. It was pretty tamed. It was a yeah, good I was going to say he was, he was definitely tame. Uh, the guy who's the the guy who like um, is really good at keeping him serious is Bear. Like, and we did a show with him earlier this year, and we went through Matt's Matt's entire career. We did like because it was the Coop 13th anniversary show, and uh, we invited Matt on, and we kind of did the parallels because our brands are about a year apart old. So, um, you know, it's, um, it was in bear, bear has a way of keeping Matt straight. I don't know what it is on, on point. Bear, I think just has the right personality to balance him out. And bear, I think can hold that personality yeah, really well you, in the, in the face of Tom Foolery. And I think, I think that's where he I does think that's a where great bear, job. At yeah. That. 
Bear really yeah. can hold it in, yeah. and do you, which yeah, is not easy yeah. to do, and and that's why no. Bear is great at what he does. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember when Jose Blanco had him on Meet the Professor? Oh, vaguely. Matt I remember him being oh. on there, but yeah. Oh, and I warned Jose, and I talked to Jose, and I warned him. I'm like, <laughs> look, Matt. Matt is like on, uh, uh, you know, Jose. You know, when in one ear and out the other, the whole they. Oh, Coop, you know, I've been doing this a long time. It'll be okay, you know. Uh, he's a we're nice guy. Friends. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk to him on the show. It'll be okay. And then you do the show, and he's like, oh, Coop, I was not ready for that. I, I, I was very aggressive. You know, Carlito, you know, I I don't know. He had fun, but I, I don't know. That was that's too much. Hey, all I, all I got to say about having <laughs> Matt Booth on a show is if you go in it knowing what to expect from Matt, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Right, right. And we have a lot of fun with Matt. Like I say, he's been a very good friend personally um, as well. We've had some uh, great tender moments as well. So, <laughs> uh, Tender? Uh, tender, Yakup. You don't know about tender until you give him that sponge bath he wants. That's tender. Well, you know, we're actually talking did. about a potential road trip to Texas with me and Matt Booth. I mean, that's almost something that we need to set up like a couple free GoPros in the U-Haul van and stuff if like that. If you don't document that, if you do that, that could be a life-changing experience for sure. Let me tell you, you know, you're going to be going through some of those areas of West Texas. I'm just saying, uh, maybe kind of life in your own hands. <laughs> I hope he'll be fine. Hours he'll alone with Matt Booth in a U-Haul in the I mean, desert. Like I said, it's life-changing for sure. Yeah, you Bar probably won't let me go. It, you first of all, <laughs> first of all, I'll talk to Barbara and convince her to let you go. Second of all, you got to make it happen, <laughs> and then you got to document it. You got to document it, and we got to do something with that because I can only imagine. Oh, if it ha- if it happens. There's, it's definitely. I'll set up GoPros in the in the U-Haul, and it'll definitely. They'll from from the second we leave leave Vegas, it'll be documented. I mean, it just it has to. Yeah. Be. I mean, it's you know, it's yeah. I mean, it has to be. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, yeah. the, we're talking like that may be, even be like HBO docu series worthy. I you know to be honest with you, I I think that would that would be a huge. I think a lot of people would watch that, you know. And you gotta, you gotta like really follow them around. You guys stop, you know. You go to a restaurant or whatever, and you, you continue to follow him and watch him do his his antics. It's all part of the <laughs> the whole package. Yeah, experience. yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea, and I'm gonna actually continue to fuel that fire and and, and stoke it from both ends and and remind both of you just so that this happens. Um, well, the big thing about like going anywhere with Matt is literally like walking through anywhere. I mean, like literally anywhere where he doesn't run into somebody that knows him. So Barbara said, if it gets rid of those cases, you can go. And then <laughs> Teresa says more like naked and afraid to be honest yeah. with you with Matt. Pff, who knows? You could be naked and afraid. You could be naked and afraid and man versus wild at the same time. Um, as well as, you know, Jack and Ozzy's world tour. Remember that show with Ozzy and his son where they were like in the van driving around and Ozzy just kept being obnoxious. It's like Matt, but worse. I remember that. <laughs> it's like Matt, but worse. Imagine driving around with him just being like, Hey cops, we need to stop at that thrift store or something random. And you're just like, we're going to get there. Like we don't have time to stop. No, we must stop now. Oh, let's a take, cups, let's a take a three hour detour. We go to Bucky's. 
Yeah, or like, oh, let's take a three-hour detour and go to this shop so I can, like, you know, say hello to this guy. We'll be there for, like, a half hour, four hours later. You're like, we gotta get back on the road. Okay, yes, we have to go. We have to Yeah, go. a 14-hour road trip turns into, like, <laughs> ten days. Juan Lopez, Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. There is so much truth in that statement. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I think it would be great. And uh, it's Matt, you know, so use your imagination. Um, Matt, if you're watching, we love you, buddy. We love you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We go best to you, too. Barbara uh, said not how days. this went down. Yeah, I'm disappointed how this was announced. Um, But it, just know we, I care a lot about this one brand so i am very passionate i really do care about that brand because i know what it meant to you so if i'm if i'm hurt i'm sorry but i just i had to say what i had to say it's all good i got a guy trying to sell me cuban cigars right now oh here we go you know go, uh, going uh, back to uh, um <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, get lost you know what it, facebook I mean, that's actually yeah that's actually been a thing and i actually brought that up on the show on thursday it seems like every day I'm getting like two, three, four Facebook friend requests for people trying to sell Cuban cigars or sell cigars or whatever. I mean, it's literally has become like a daily issue. Yeah, it, it's. It, I yeah. remember it's. It's always been a thing, but lately it's it's becoming like we have really bad. Yes, you know, I probably get like three messages a week, and they all start the same. Hello, yeah, brother. How are you? I have you know. Cuban cigars available. You might be interested. I have Cohiba Siglo Six. I and I'm like, no, like delete. And then they like message you again. Do you not want Cuban cigars? No. No. Like, <laughs> you know, like and, and and if I do, like I will. You know, I, I I have other means to acquire them. I don't need to do it this way. Right. Right. Um. Right. You know. The, well, there's a guy here in town. Like I'm, I'm like I'm part of a, a bourbon group here in Vegas. There's a guy here in town that's friends with a couple of guys that that sell cigars, and says, "Well, you're in the cigar world, you know. Entertain him, see what he has to say." So, you know, you know, I've got these Cuban cigars. I've got the direct line to the factory. Blah 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 blah. So he starts sending me pictures, and it has like the the labels and the stickers for the outside of the box and everything like that. Or like, they're literally he'll send me a picture of all that stuff, literally. Like they'll, they'll be the cigars and have all the stickers and everything inside that should be on the outside of the box on these cigars. I'm like, well, can you like say they're fake without saying they're fake or what? Well, that's the other thing too. You you see these posts like nonstop now. And it's like, oh, I just got these. Are they real? And it's like, like I don't fault people for like you know they they don't know better and stuff. But it's like i feel like now you're getting to people who do kind of know better and they're just doing it now because like you know and then you and then you get yeah. all the people i see people who post real cubans and then you just see people go oh the band's not right and the color shade is off like those are not real and i'm like guy what the fuck do you know like i mean that that's right. a real cohiva i can tell yeah. by looking at it in a photo that came from habanos that's like yeah. and you get these people who like i and, and i don't engage but like i go through the comments and i watch these people like argue with each other and i'm like do you guys have anything better to do than to worry about Cuban? Well, I mean, that's like a, like, that's like a whole freaking thing on Facebook. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, 
<laughs> it just, it, it just, it, I feel like it's getting out of control. Like I just, I see it, it nonstop. Really, it really, it really has. And it's like the it joke's really. on you guys because there's yeah. way better cigars out there than arguing over yeah. if Cubans are real. Yeah, I mean, also when you do that, you're also getting unfriended. So. Oh yeah, you know, anyone you know, who posts that shit on my newsfeed. I don't even accept out. the friend request well, this is, anymore. This was, a, this, this was a private message, yeah, but yeah, you're not gonna get to take because there's people want to be my, you know, I'm limited with spots, so I don't want to take that up. Uh, nor am I interested in engaging in a conversation with you. Well, even when I get the friend request, it's like I'll look at their profile and see what their profile is like, and if it's basically just all trying to sell shit, then it's just it. Yep, delete. <laughs> when I was at TPE 2022, I um, I was I, the day before the day before the show started, I had this guy reach out to me. It was it was a scam, but it was I was like, all right, I'll 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 play this one. Because he was like, oh, yeah, like I have my cigars from my factory and this and that. And I go, oh, cool. I go, yeah, let me see them. And he sends me photos of CLEs. And I go, oh, I go, oh, oh, that, oh, that, oh that's your brand? He goes, yeah, this is my brand. Like I own the factory. I go, oh, cool. Where's the factory? Oh, the factory is in the Dominican Republic. I'm like, oh, oh, that's interesting. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just sending me pictures of CLE and Roa 20 and... I remember this. I remember you, you and I had this conversation because yeah. some of the companies about... Yeah. And I was like, hmm. And I knew, like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to see Christian Aroa. So I went to Christian Aroa and I said, hey. I pulled him aside. He was in the booth. And I said... I told him what was going on. And he's like, really, bro? And I go, yeah. I go, this, and, I go and the guy keeps trying to call me on Facebook Messenger. And he's like, let me see. And I showed him the photos. I go, he's like, oh, this is my brand. It was like pictures of, you know... Christian cigars and he was like so the guy was like trying to call me like that day so he actually started to call me and I wasn't too far I ran over the CLE booth I said Christian that guy's calling me and he was like oh he's like yeah let's let's go answer it and we went into like a back hallway off the trade show floor where it was nice and quiet and Christian answered the phone and was like hey bro what's going on he's like yeah I really want to buy those cigars like you know can you tell me more about the factory and he's like oh yeah this is my factory and this and that he's like yeah where are the cigars made and he kept giving like a different answer and they were going back and forth. And then Christian was like, I'll, I'll buy the cigars from you. I'll buy, I'll buy a, a whole bunch of them, but I need, I forget what he said. He was like, he said like, Oh, I need like a, something about the factory and I need like a proof of blah, 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 blah. And this and that. And he's like, Oh, okay. I'll send it. I'll send it. And this guy just like kept like avoiding it and whatever. And, Chris, and Christian just kept trying to like engage with them. And he was just like, that guy's a fucking idiot. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm like, it's, I thought it was funny. The guy's doing it. I'm like, I'm, I'm with Christian too, um, and he was just like, ah, oh. he's like, this isn't the first time. And then he, and then he said to me, he's like, well, he goes, it was at a time when I think they had recently had a robbery at the warehouse, so his his concern was like, well, the other thing I want to know is like, could this be the people who stole cigars from us, and like now they're trying to like peddle them? So like, you know, he he was. Like a little bit more concerned on that one for that reason, it didn't really mm -hmm. just kind of go like, oh, it's just some guy who's like, well, like, but what if it is someone selling our cigars because we did have cigars stolen? So, um, I thought that was a very interesting one. But yeah, outside of that, the norm is just, oh, I have Cubans, and then yeah, I remember exactly. seeing a similar interaction with Carney, where a guy was telling Carney that he was an idiot and didn't know what he was talking about. And <laughs> It's like, do you have any idea who you're talking to, bro? Oh, nah. at the trade show this year? No, it was on Facebook. It was just, it was one of the cigar, one of the cigar peddlers on Facebook. And 
Carney's popped up and said something. The guy's telling him he didn't know what he was talking about and he was an idiot and blah, blah, blah. I can't remember what, I can't remember the whole thing, but I know it was on, Carney had it on his, on his personal page on Facebook. There was one thing that happened at the train. It's kind of a different thing, but what? I thought you were what talking. The f- what What is this? <laughs> I have no idea, honestly. I'm actually going to just move on from that. I don't know what. I wasn't really reading the comments. I just kept kind of clicking them on. Uh, I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. Vladimir <laughs> um, Putin. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry. But no, there was it was an incident that happened at the trade show, and it was there was a guy. There was a guy selling cigars, and they he, the cigars had like the name Abuelo on them, and then he was he they were rolled in the chisel. I. Shape. Yeah. And I remember this company. Yeah, this was last year. Yeah, and it was funny because then like Dave Garofalo and Lito Gomez like got to because someone told them and they got together like, hey, let's go to the booth. And they both walked over to the booth together and they were talking to the guy. And it's like, it's like, oh yeah, you selling? Oh yeah, it's called the Abuelo. Like, it made this this chisel shape. And Lito's like, oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> Was like, oh, I know. Uh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> what the fuck's going on there? I'm and like, the guy has no idea who Little Gomez is. He probably had no idea that the two people in front of him, you know, it's like, it, oh, really? Yeah, okay. this was some guy. He was like, he made cigars. He was, he was in Jersey, but he was, ba- I think he was based in the DR most of the time. I don't know how you didn't know Lito if you're in the DR, right? Who, <laughs> hasn't heard, really who, 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 who got like access to exhibit on the PCA trade show floor? Not know who Lito Gomez is, and like his more fa- at least his more famous products like the chisel. I don't know. It's very strange. That's just asking to be made an example of. Yeah, yeah it's like right. Okay. I mean, I don't want to like pick on anybody, but I mean, that's just I don't know. It just seems like yeah, the chisel is even more synonymous with Lito Gomez than Namakubi is with Matt. <laughs> so. Like I said oh, earlier in the show, it's the only it's the only cigar whose whose Vitola is officially trademarked. Yep. And out of all the cigars you could have ripped off, you picked literally the worst one. You picked the worst one, yep. Because it's the exactly. only one that actually can be trademarked. <laughs> which <laughs> I, I don't know how he got that trademark too, which is is interesting. But you know what? I'll give it to him. He's got it. He's got Absolutely. that. So Oh, anyway, I'm lighting up my next cigar. I'm lighting up the Hoya de Nicaragua Classico Original, which great cigar is fantastic. That's great. a taste. That's a tasty great. treat right there. What oh, a yeah. great! I was so glad that that's coming back as a national release. Um, it was with Jr. for a short time, uh, and you were able to get them at Jr. And it was it's a great cigar, but now it's going to be more widely available, which is great. Um, because um, I'm happy about that. Yeah, so it's it's, uh, it's it's delicious and yeah, um, oof, it's so good right off the bat. Yeah, they uh, and have you had Cinco de Cinco yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know good. you have. Yeah, and I remember you have. Yeah, Kevin, did you um, smoke it yet? I know you have them, but no, I have. Uh, you sent them to me. I have yet to smoke them, so okay. that's definitely one I'm looking at. Because to me, to hear you rant about it and to hear Coop rant about it, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, that's a cigar I think you'll be hearing a lot from me about on the 2024 list. Uh, it's a great – it's because it, that, that – there's a – you know, when we have, like, best cigar at the show, 
Then there's best cigar you have when you get home from the show. I had that cigar when I got home from the show, and that was the best cigar I had coming home from the show for sure. <coughs> that was definitely up there for me. Out of everything I saw at the show that was debuted uh, or it was yeah. new, whatever, like when I yeah. got home and I started smoking through it, yeah, that was definitely one that I was like, yep. this is in the top three yep. out of everything yep. at the show. Yep. So uh, I, I'm, I just, I, I was talking so much, I only lit my pledge of allegiance up a few minutes ago. So, uh, well, I mean, you kept going on and on about Matt. He, he, he was too busy ranting about Boofy, so I, I was. I mean, I was. Uh, but uh, this cigar, um, this cigar is great. I mean, this Pledge of Allegiance is just fantastic. The Defi Jet is just uh, just gives me perfect ignition on my cigar. I love this lighter. I think I was telling you, man, how much I love this lighter. I know. Uh, I'm in love with this lighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, um. It just works. I mean, I just the grip on this thing in my hand, it, it's ergonomically like perfect, is what I'll just say. It's really, it really every they just every detail and the lighter works great. Um, I gotta get more butane. I got I used because I've been using it so much. I almost went through that can of butane already. What butane? The DuPont the, butane? The DuPont, the, butane. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you follow. I'm, I'm almost on too. Follow, I'm following the rules. I ain't messing with this thing. This is my uh, this is my pride and joy. I love this thing. <laughs> no, I mean it's good. You should take care of it. You know what I mean? It, no, it is. It's a yeah, great lighter. Yeah. And um, yep, yep. Pretty soon we'll be uh, we'll be. I think we're going to be getting the uh, the big D, a flat flame lighter. We'll oh, wow. yeah. Those I'm telling you, those look great. Um, the I mean I think that was one of the stars that they had at the show this year for sure. Yeah. So I mean, again, I you know, I, there's going to be some really cool stuff that we're going to be talking about from Dupont up in, over the next right. several months. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Yep. I see. Dupont is definitely an example of you get what you pay for. Oh yeah, that's another. Oh company. yeah, uh, and and a great company behind them. I, uh, the Coles of London people who are based in Charlotte are great people as well. I yep. got to meet them at the show. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously we we all know less for many years and. Les is just one of the industry, great guys in the industry. So uh, he's always been supportive of online media, too. You know, when Les was at Calibri, he gave me a Calibri cutter with the IPCPR logo in 2010. Okay. I still have that cutter. I still use that cutter. So it, it, it is dulling a little now, but I'm telling you, I've, I've used that thing a lot over 13 years. So, uh, and Les gave that to me. Now I just have it more for showpiece as a collectible, because uh, it has. But you know, Les gave that to me, and I always that was my first meeting with Les. So I'll never forget. I don't know that. what they the did. life expectancy is on a cutter, but thirteen years. It's seems it's, like a, it's, it's like well an exceptionally be, long yeah, time. It's gone. It's gone well beyond it. Finally, the blades are, are are pretty dull on it at this point. But now I'm just using. Now it's in like more of a collectible piece at this point. Yeah, but I used a, I used that thing a lot for a long time. The um, Kevin, I saw you light up something else. What did you light up? Yeah, so I actually just lit up actually uh, one of the uh, one of my favorite cigars from uh, the sponsor of uh, the studios here at Las Vegas, the uh, Gurkha Ghost. Oh, nice! Absolutely there you go. Love, uh, I absolutely, I absolutely o- love this cigar. The OG. Yes. You, you know, and I'll say this: Ara Parak is not one of my favorite rappers. They did a tremendous job with that cigar. And that cigar was also on my decade list. I think that cigar was such a monster for Gurkha. 
that that was on my st- top 25 for the decade, in my opinion. It had a lot of impact, that cigar. Look how smoky this thing is. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, you know, nice, thick, heavy, chewy. I mean, it's one of those cigars that the smoke, it's like chewy. Yeah. Again, in in the Araparaca, which will be smoky, it tends to do that. But what I like is the blend that's under that, under that wrapper really counters the wrapper well, so it doesn't overpower it. I, I, and I, and I just, that holographic band, that was. It's still one of the best tanks I've ever seen. So cool. I mean, I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but I mean, it's you know, it's just it's such a cool yeah, cigar. Yeah, yeah, they, they and it's a cigar. It's been out for over ten years, you know, and it's pretty consistent. I'll say too. Uh, yeah, it's a cigar. We'll go back to from time to time. Yeah, that's a good cigar. I would say my favorite in the in the ghost line though is the gold. I love the gold. Underrated. You know, Juan you know, knows that so, too. I, t- I tell him all the time. Like that gold it's is so underrated. Awesome. The gold. It's yeah. so underrated. The gold, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. It's a good cigar. It's made of PDR yeah. by Abe Flores down in the Dominican Republic. Um, yeah. Just it's got a nice oily wrapper on it. Um, it just. It, yeah. I love the flavor on that cigar. It's it's one of my favorites. I mean, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, but the ghost. Brand Fro Gurkha as a whole, um, I mean, that's a workhorse line. I mean, that's that's one it, that's it, that's one of it, those lines it, that keeps the lights on for them. I mean, that's it. Real, it really is. And when Gurkha, so good, yeah. When Gurkha made the play into brick and mortars, that was so important a line for them, um, and it was really one of the you know it's it's obviously been around for a long time. You know, you can't you know a lot of lines come and go, and that's part of the business. But this one. Is an absolute staple core line of Gurkha, and it's consistent. It's it's always it always delivers great flavor. Uh, I I never say, uh, a go, you know, a, it really is. Like I said, I don't like Araparaca, but there's like two Araparacas I like, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my very first box buys, and you know, still have them. Yeah. It's one of the cigars that I'll always have in my in my uh, in the humidor. Yeah, uh, it's a great cigar. I mean, great cigar. Yeah, and then and, um, and then Juan reminded us, you know, the new Ghost Connecticut, uh, which we saw debut earlier this year. I mean, kind of not really surprised. I mean, you know, to have a Connecticut shade, you know, version yeah, in, in the lineup yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, you know, Ghost is becoming. A, you think about it, it's not just a line now; it's a brand on the Go Yeah, they've got multiple lines. The so, whole brand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I agree. You know, I think they've done a great job with that. You know, and again, I, I, there's been some over the last several weeks, and you know, we've had some people comment on the shows, um, you know, with some negativity against you know Gurkha because you know, Kevin. They're a great company. They've been a great but, company. They make good cigars. They're great yep. people. Um, yep. You never hear they they have been so supportive of Cigar Coop from day one. Yep. From day one, they've been there for us, and I I see what they're for you guys as well. Yep. Um, we appreciate yeah. that. Look, I mean, it's it's right there. Yeah, we I mean, love they, you guys. They support us. Guy, yeah. and we appreciate it. And yeah, yeah. The cigars they make that are good, man. I mean, hey, you they know. made one. They made one of the better TAA cigars too. Would you know my feelings on the TAA? No, I agree. They made the, some mo- most of the, the TAA Nicaragua cigars is yeah, yeah. It was like LFD, Tatuaje, Gurkha. You know, if, those if those, I, those if, are the three that you know really hit it home. It, if you're making a TA cigar, look how Gurkha's packaging these cigars and everything. I mean, they really. That's I was just going to say cigars. they have. Yeah. They have had some yeah. killer yeah. packaging over the years for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that TA packaging they did on the Figurado, um last year, or it was the um, 
the Collection uh, Especial. They, mm-hmm. they did that, like, perfecto. But they did different packaging for the tea. It came in that, like, walnut box. That was yeah. beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. It, yeah. That's you know, and I get up people who do bundles for TAA. So, you know, yeah, that no, this is what you should be doing for the TAA. Make it beautiful. It wasn't over the top packing, but it was luxurious. It had a special feel to it, and the cigar was really good too. On top of that, so. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when you're talking about companies that are shipping TAAs and in, in, in the paper bundles, and then you got a cigar coming in a nice walnut box, it's like, yeah. You know, I got, I got I got in a little trouble with the paper bundle things. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I know. I, you know, I got in trouble. I got in trouble with Hercules on that one. Yeah, I know, I know you did. <laughs> I know. Imagine, imagine Coop getting in trouble with somebody that never happens. Oh wow, I, what a but shock! I, but I love, but again, I love Matt Sherman. I love Timeless. I hated to see it in a bundle. You know what's bar. funny is Coop will like. <laughs> He'll pick on somebody, but then he's like, "But I love them so much." But like, no, I but have to I think, them I all. think, <laughs> I think, I think, you know, when I get and I have a, you know, Aaron Lewis gets mad when I say the word passion, but there are things I'm very passionate about when I see stuff and when I see it go awry, it, it, I almost take it personally sometimes, and that I tend to get more upset about that type of stuff than you, you know, love that. the game. It's okay, but there's other, but sometimes you'll say something to me, man. I'm like, ah, eh, who cares, right? And I, maybe because I'm not saying who cares, I don't care, right? So, you know, but. Yeah, but there's other things I do care because I, I care about it, you know. I truly care about it. So That's how you know something's a big deal. When I text Coop and I go, Hey, did you see this? And he's like, Meh, I'm not really worried about it. I'm like, No, never mind. <laughs> but if if he comes, Oh, I have a lot to say on this. We're gonna talk about it. I'm like, Oh, something's going well, down I, here because Coop I, doesn't I, like I, it. <laughs> yeah, well what I never want to do to you guys and I never want to blindslide you guys. Uh, you know, that's we have a platform here. And we have to, we should respect the platform. And I don't think anyone's ever blindsided anybody. So, if you guys said to me, "Hey, lay off that one," I would have laid off it. It, it. You know, and there was no problem on that. And one of the things, you know, the I mean, going back to your talk about bundles with the cost of raw materials and whatnot, I'm actually surprised that you're not seeing more and more people go Thank to you, the Juan. bundle one. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Look back into the pandemic when all the box factories were closed. Everyone just started selling all their regular stuff yeah. that came in nice boxes. They were just selling bundles because yeah. that's all they could yeah. do. And I'm like, you know, I'm surprised that there wasn't more people who were like, you know what? Maybe we should I'm surprised that didn't stick. Yeah. Bundles for bundles sure. work for you know online retailers, bundles are a great a great thing. I, I, I will say I think they're more designed for I see some of Abe what he does with his releases. When he's really gearing it more at smoking.com as opposed to the store, you know, he'll put bundles in it. But stuff he's going to put in the store, I notice he'll he'll go more with boxes. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, is that a thing for especially, like, the larger online retailers where, you know, they'll request manufacturers to just send them inventory in, in bundles because it's all going to get broken down anyway into, like, whether it's yeah. assortment I packs think it, or I, I think, singles sales without having I to think, break boxes down. Yeah, and I think the other thing, and I may be wrong on this, but I think because they don't have to play Tetris on the shelves either in, in an online, you know, um, it's easier. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I don't hate bundles. I hate it for retail shelves because I've seen – that's what I, I hate about bundles. It's more on the retail end. You know, and when I look at, like, for example, Nick – we talk about Nick Perdomo's merchandising. It's the best in the business. I mean, um, mm-hmm. you know, and even look, look Gurker looks beautiful on the shelf. They have some unusual packaging, but I'll say it's, it looks great on a shelf. 
going to a Gurkha section of a humidor, you can't help but be wild with it, right? Right. Um, yeah, especially for I appeal for a B&M. I mean, if you know, for a consumer to walk into humidor, especially if you're not familiar with the brands and whatnot, if you have yeah. that standout packaging, it's just going to draw people to it. Period. Right. And, you know, and 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 yeah, I just I think you know you could do like Gurkha's even done some of the simpler packaging they've done. Uh, on the revenants, they were beautiful as well. I mean, you don't have to go sometimes over the top either with it. Um, so I think it's just when you, you really when you have, when you do a good job with your merchandising, it gives you it gives you like humor to presence, and people can't help but be attracted to that when they go in there. Sorry, I was reading a a, a message from somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually saw a retailer recently. Advertising a lot of stuff in bundles, like regular name stuff in bundles, that I think was back from like 2020 and 2021, when the pandemic stuff was really going on, and a lot of stuff was in bundles, and it looked like stuff that they just had either aging or just sitting in the warehouse or something, and they were just trying to move the bundles. I remember going like, "Huh, look at all these bundles of like basic shit." Like that's yeah, <laughs> I but I, I think but remember during the pandemic, like, boxes were really a problem too. Well, that's what I'm so, saying. And yeah. like, it was kind of like a blast from the past. I was like, oh, wow, look at the, all yeah. these. like They look like pandemic-era yeah. bundles. <laughs> yeah, but I saw some companies get creative and create some trays and everything, which made you know made that a little – you know, trays always nicer than, than that. So you put the stuff in trays. Um, I, I Look, have you ever seen Crux's boxes? They have some of the best packaging in the business. They do. And it's nice so they, because it's a 20-count box. You get 10, 10 singles in the box, and then you get two – Nice five packs. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. I mean, that's yeah, the, yeah. what a genius idea. What a genius idea. Um, and um, I love. I mean, by the way, if you ever get, if you guys ever get to Minneapolis, you got to go to Tobacco Grove. That's Jeff Hogan's uh, home. That's the store he owns. Who's the owner of Crux? Uh, just one of the best stores I've been to in the country. So he's a great. You know, he's a great retailer. He understands that, and he knows merchandising, and he's. He's come up with a very unique model with those boxes, and I think it's—I think it's wonderful the way you see that. Uh, why not try to move, move some of those five soft packs? Is great, you know. You, you want to get a five pack, you go in somewhere for weekend, you want to share cigars. What a great idea! I agree, guys. I have to step away for one second, and uh, I will return. All right. So while Matt's stepping away, I want to officially welcome uh, Kevin Acuff to the Cigar Coop team. Uh, Kevin, thanks, thanks so much for you know your you know we look forward to really working with you here. Uh, we'll figure out what to do with uh, with tobacco here. <laughs> oh, I definitely appreciate that opportunity, man. It's just was yeah. blown away you, you, when you, that opportunity you, presented itself at Lazanapalooza. You're going to be working with us, not for us. You work with us here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was okay, still but, was, that that was I, so, that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah, no. So uh, no, it's uh, it's it's uh, I remember Kevin going back a few years ago when I was trying to cover things on the ground going on with the pandemic in Vegas. Kevin was actually really um, my eyes and ears on the ground in Vegas. Like he would, I'd say something and he'd say, "Well, this is how it really is," or I'd ask him something. He gave me a lot of like really accurate information. Uh, what was the situation in Vegas during the pandemic and how it affect trade shows? And I know you're very close to that, so. That's how I got to know Kevin, um, and you know, uh, like I said, it's great to see you now, kind of 
in the meet, really in the media now, full time. Part of what Matt's doing. I'm kidding around. It's it's good to see what you're doing. What Matt's doing. Great reviewer you are, uh, as well. So um, having a chance to say that on the show, but uh, yeah, I wanted to say that as well. Well, oh, I definitely back. appreciate that, especially coming from like the most respected guy in the industry. I mean, that means that means a lot, you know. Yeah, it's you're like, building up your own. You're, you're to, building up your own. You know, yeah, being able to be close, you know, to the to the you know, to the trade show side of it and, you know, kind of the ins and outs in Vegas. I mean, you know, my career here in town, you know, I get a lot of the inside information that a lot of people don't get or you actually get to hear the truth versus, you know, what's out there. So I was happy to be able to share that with you. No, it was good because, like I said, when we were trying to figure out if there was going to be a trade show, I mean, Kevin was just the information he got. uh, Like I said, you're close to that on your day job and it was very – it was very useful to just get that information, having someone, uh, eyes and ears on the ground there. So uh, um, it's good to know that um, going forward. So. It well, definitely helped having I, the LVCVA is actually one of my customers. So, you know, I get uh, the, the yeah. firsthand information right from the source. So Yeah. I came back and I see this comment from Barbara. Really, guys, leave poor Matt alone. I don't know if this is oh, about me or if this is about Matt Booth. No, it was about you. It, it was about you. We kind of uh, welcomed him to the Coop team while you were gone. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> oh, he, wow. he's, he wanted to screen share the press release bringing me on the Coop team. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no, but then we went into like kind of serious side of Kevin um, because, like I said, Kevin was really the eyes and ears of the ground for Cigar Coop when we were trying to get information about the trade show, and he was given very accurate information. So, uh, and obviously he's done a great job with the reviews over the years. Yeah, you know. I'm Kevin really... wants to move to Florida. Kevin, is Vegas a great city? It used to be. I like Vegas. It's not the same. Yeah. It's, it's not, not what it, it was. Is not, it is not the same. I've been out here since 2001, and I'm ready to go. Listen, you know, I, the funny thing is, though, as much as I want to go to Miami, I understand Miami's a city with its own problems, though. So, and I love, I do love where I live in North Carolina. It's not like I'm looking to get out. So, uh, yeah. I tell you, our good buddy Miguel Shodell was actually telling us, um, we actually went, we had a grand opening of a, of a new lounge here in town called Smoke. And, uh, yep. we went and met, uh, Miguel Shodell literally on like their, it was their soft opening night, but it was, it was, you know, we still got to go sit with the owners and smoke cigars and, swap war stories in the whole nine yards but he was actually telling us about the neighborhood that he lives in on the west coast and that actually has uh intrigued barbara and i to the point that next trip down to florida we're going to go over and check it out yeah i i i really got to get over um to the west coast side um you know i interviewed arnold seraphin on thursday night what a great he's based in tarpon springs outside tampa just what a Mm. great story this guy has uh, smaller guy, great family history, and you know he knows like he was he was talking a lot about West Florida and Tampa in particular and the history. And I'm like, I gotta get back there, really. I know just looking at it from the real estate side, it's much more affordable to go there. I mean, as long as you avoid you know like Fort Myers or someplace like that, it's uh, much more affordable to go that side of the state than the East Coast for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, Trip, who was I was I was hanging out with at Lazona Plaza, Trip Waldorf. Uh, he moved from Portland, Oregon, to the, the Gulf Coast. So he's outside. Of, I want to say he's in between Sarasota and um, Tampa, somewhere around there. So uh, you know, he's 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 made the move. 
Um, but I haven't. I, I'm overdue. I haven't been to Tampa in two years. I'm overdue to get there. Um, just some great. And it's cheap to go to Tampa, by the way. Hotels are always not expensive there. Yeah, we had fun. We were down there last year. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. You know, to get to go see yeah, to see Ebor and J.C. Newman and you know all we, the fun we, stuff to do down there. We had a great conversation on Thursday night about Ebor City. And you know there's that Interstate 4 mm-hmm. that cuts through it, right? And that's the highway that cuts across Florida. On the north end of uh, I-4 is where J.C. Newman is. And on the south end is where the Ebor City is. And I was asking the question, I said, did, did, did basically I-4 cut that part off from Ebor City? And, and I was asking Arnold that, and he was, the answer was yes. And it really hurt that north end of, of where J.C. Newman is. Now they're trying to bring it back, but that highway really kind of cut it off from the rest of Ebor City. So when you go up to J.C. Newman, that's why you see a lot of these abandoned buildings and stuff up there, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to Ybor City, which is very different animal uh, down there. Yeah, I want to go back. Um, Alan Rubin made a comment about Michael Frey and his lounges here, and I agree. You know, he definitely has oh, you know some of the best best cigar bars here in town. Oh, uh, but you know, also he was paramount in helping push through the the tax cap legislation. Yeah. He owns here, uh, he here, owns cigar here, here box, here right? Does he yes. own cigar box? Yeah. Yes. Uh yeah, I went there with that was one of the places I went to with Jose. And they were they were they were super nice. Uh even when I, I left one of my cigars behind that Jose gave me, one of the few he gave me, and they actually called Jose up for me to come back to get the cigar. So I actually was in cigar box the day after the tax cap passed. So I actually got to sit with him and you know talk to him about the about that happening and I mean that was I mean huge and his involvement with that yeah. was it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean it's and it's it's not far from the strip either. It's just it's kind of on the other side of I fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's right near. By the way, oh, it's right near a. Uh, it's right near an in out burger too. It's not gonna hurt. So yeah, it's uh, little, literally in the shadow yeah. of the Rio Hotel. You know, you guys should do a um, uh, a smoking tobacco like tea meeting in British Columbia, and if you want me as a special guest speaker, I'll I'll definitely come in. So, well, like we we all go up to British Columbia and do a show. Wait a minute, how, yeah. how how do we get from Vegas to British Columbia? Ask Mitchell. Oh, he's Mitchell. done it. Mitchell. Yeah. Boy, wonder uh, you know. Boy, wonder Matt, Matt 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 will provide. I mean, Matt could provide the the Learjet, right? So. We'll get Matt to get the Learjet, and we'll we'll go to we'll fly out to Vegas. Matt gets the Learjet. Oh, sure. I'll just put it on my Amex. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Black card holder, no problem. <laughs> the smoking tobacco golf stream. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, I got. Can I tell this story, Matt, about Venmo? I don't know what story. I didn't know what Venmo was. I mean, it's really Venmo, not much. Right? Of, it's really not much of a I story, to, but <laughs> sure. I just Matt funny, and he's like, "Can you can you Venmo me?" And I'm like, "What's Venmo?" My wife was like, Bomo, she corrected me pretty fast. She's like, you don't know what it is. I'm like, I don't know. I said, I still write checks out by hand. I'm like that old school. So, you so still she write had an checks account. Are you that asshole at the grocery store? like, oh, can I use a check? And you're going to like. No, no, I use, I use the credit card Come with on. that. Uh, I, I am the asshole who doesn't like self-checkout. I go, I want the professional checkout crew, you know. Nah, so, I, like that, that I, am that, I am that guy. No, that's fair. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on I, that. I, uh, yeah. 
I don't work at the store. Like, why am I bagging my own shit? Isn't that why I'm paying um, inflated prices? You know why? Yeah, it's it's not even that. It's um, I like the customer service. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of part of the whole experience. So, I'm with you. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you on it. Believe me. But um, yeah, it was funny because I said, "Oh yeah, you want to just Venmo me?" And Coop's like, "I don't know what Venmo is." And I'm like, "I don't know what Venmo is." But then I figured I said, "Apple will do it," so we took care of it. But I just sent Matt some money, and I, yeah, cash. I'm gonna be honest on. with I'm you. Like, I told Nicole. Uh, Coop said he didn't know Venmo, and she laughed, and she's she like, probably, "Well, she probably, I'm not surprised." <laughs> I mean, I that's him. Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> I, I said I knew they were laughing at me as soon as I said that. I'm like, uh, and I, I went to my wife, and I'm like, "You do?" You know, she's like, "Yeah, I've used it." Like. Uh, so like we got yeah so I, I messaged Matt and Matt I know what it is we got it and we'll send it it's like PayPal which I didn't know what PayPal was so. well PayPal owns it now I think they they bought it a few years ago but okay they did yeah it's you know it's it's a nice little app for you know transferring money <laughs> I, here and there <laughs> and, Nicole, that's funny <laughs> I can see that I could totally see that that well is you know classic. what Coop you learned something new this week what can I say you know you, you I don't know you you learned something new. Yeah, I did. Okay. I learned something new. I learned something new. I got a little embraced in technology, so uh, it's all good. Yeah. Looks like Willie Morante is really upset today. If anyone has seen his. Oh, Facebook. he's off on the, him and Terrence are going off on the refs and the players. Look, I'm <laughs> sorry, you got outplayed. They won. Okay, I'll bet. Yes, there was some bad calls. It happens. You can't blame the refs every time. It's always the refs, like. Do you know, Matt, do you know, do you, I don't know how it is in New England, but like with Philadelphia Eagle fans, there's always a reason why the Eagles lose. It's never because the other team outplayed them, you know? Um, the refs, uh, the game's fixed, uh, the grounds crew. Uh, well, I'll be honest yeah. with you. In New England, for the most part, for the last, like, 20 years or so, we haven't really had anything to really bitch about because we've just always won all the time. Now Look, that we're not winning... We also know it's not the refs; it's in-house. So you know what? We still I, don't really I, have a reason I, to blame them. No, uh, look, you, you guys are having a bad year, and um, I've said it to you: you guys are entitled to a bad year. Belichick's entitled to a bad year. Get it fixed next year. You know, get this thing in the right direction. That's that's I think what that would be me. As much as I'm the owner who wants to fire the coach all the time, I'm firing Belichick. Um, I don't want him to go out on bad terms. I want him to go out on good terms. So. I mean, but if he doesn't get things in the right direction next year, it's a different story. I will say that. I mean, I don't know. I, I keep reading a lot about, you know, rumors that they think that Belichick could be traded. And I'm like, well, really? I don't know about that. I mean, you got to give the guy some credit. I mean, let him leave on his own terms. But, I mean. He needs to come back to Cleveland. Yeah. Go back to Cleveland, you know. Fight around there for a while. They ain't doing anything. You know, with the coaching staff that he had when he was here, I'm just shocked that they weren't able to do anything. That just shows you how bad the upper management ownership is with that team. I'm trying to remember. So, was he there for the old Cleveland Browns or the new Cleveland Browns? The old Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because when did that whole thing happen? Was that the 90s? That was the 90s. Yeah. Because he was there, what, the 70s, late 70s, early 80s? Is that when he was in Cleveland? No, late 80s. He but was, late he 80s, was sorry, there in the 90s. 90s. The early, early 90s. 90s? Yeah, the early he was, 90s. Because he was, on the, 
He was on the 90s uh, team. Yeah. Yeah, because Sam Artigliano was the one that, that took us to the cha the AFC championship with against the Broncos. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I remember that because I remember throwing milk bones out on the field at John Elway. Ugh, John Elway. Yeah, actually, because Belichick was on the Giants 90 team that won the Super Bowl. You ever watch um, the two Bills on ESPN? Great, great. Yeah, great job. You remember that scene when Belichick and Parcells, they go up to the Giants, like, you know, like Hall of Fame trophy area, and they get their four trophies on display, and and Belichick says to Parcells, he goes, oh, there's our two right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Belichick goes, and there's the two I gave him. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it yep. sucks, but it's like, damn, Belichick make a joke out of it. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it's It true. was a great job. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of – the rumors are circulating about the Giants may go after Belichick. I will put a stop to this. The Giants are not going to sign Bill Belichick. No, they won't. They won't. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't think they're going to fire the coach this year. So, but they got to – you know, the GM, I think, is on thin ice, but – um, I think they'll both be back. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, when it comes to New England, I never thought Tom Brady would ever leave, and he did. And he went to Tampa Bay. So I, honestly, it's if, only two. It was only it was only two seasons, though, right? He still left New England and played somewhere else. So I, it ha I it happens. It happened with Joe Montana, though. Um, but my point is, know, I could I could see the same yeah. thing happening with Belichick. I could see him leaving. Being like, hey, you know, your time is done. Oh, if they fire him, there'll be a team that signs him if he wants. There'll be a team. You know, um, I think there'll be a team that, that's out there that will sign him. Um, I mean, it's interesting. The, you know, you know, Belichick was two times the coach of the Jets but never coached the game. That's kind of the, un, the trivia question. Do you remember? You know why that was the case? Why? Well, okay, so the first time the Jets were trying to get Parcells, and New England wouldn't let him out of the like the contract, so like he was prohibited from coaching. So they brought Belichick in, and Belichick was going to be the interim coach until Parcells' contract was up. And par and so then they negotiated a deal with the Jets with and the Patriots where they they got compensation for for Belichick. To, uh, I mean, sorry for Parcells. So they got him. Then Parcells steps down as Jets coach a few years later, and. Bill Belichick named the successor, except he basically took the New England job the next day. So he was like actually the Jets coach twice and never coached a head coach game. Oh, that's right. I really remember this now. Yeah, I remember yeah, he, this because, now. And, and in fairness to Belichick, what happened was, and the same thing with Parcells, the new ownership. There was new ownership with the Jets, and there was a lot of uncertainty. Uh, and I think a lot of people just didn't know about this new ownership. So. Parcells bailed, and then Belichick didn't want to be there either. He bailed. Makes you remember sense. who the coach was? You remember who the coach was that Belichick replaced in uh, New England? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, who eventually lost to Belichick in the Patriots <coughs> in the Super Bowl Forty Nine. Yep. We're over what? Kind of a stupid move on Seattle's part, but hey, I'm not going to complain. Yep. No, it was a, it's, Pete Carroll lost that game for them totally. 
Yeah, that was on him. That was on him. But you know what? Hey, look. I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, what the fuck? We're the Patriots. Like, you know, this is unacceptable. Like, dude, we had we had 20 years with six rings. I mean, if, yeah, you, listen, if, if and, you can't be grateful for that, I mean, you, you shouldn't and, even be watching and, the game. And the guy knew player personnel. Part, I mean, Belichick did some great trades over the years, trading down draft picks and stuff. He was brilliant at that. It's it's he didn't lose all that, you know. So it just happens sometimes that the talent level changes, and sometimes guys you expect to get, they don't work out. It just it happens. It's true. And again, you know, everyone was fortunate enough that you know Tom came into the picture and the things happened the way they did, but. You know, that easily could have been, like, you know, Bledsoe goes down and Tom Brady could have just been, like, a Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Nothing, nothing special. And time and, and time would have moved on. You know what I mean? But, you know, the, the stars aligned, and that happened. Yep. And, it totally did, yep. It's, uh, you know, it's no so one's fault. You have to be thankful. You have to be thankful that you got what you got. You know, you can't act like, you know, well, Belichick's not supposed to lose. It's like, well, you know, we... I mean, it, 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 it's it's part of life. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not going to complain. I, you know, um, I don't love that they're playing like shit right now. I'm not saying like, well, like they deserve to. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, you can't be too picky. I mean, we've we've had a lot, you know. Yep. So, like I said. Every dynasty has got to come to an end at some point. Yeah, everything – yeah, look, even Cleveland's like losing ways came to an end too. You know? So it happens. You know, it's it is what it is. You know, I just hope yep. that the Patriots can at least be an average team. You know, for a while, I don't expect them to be Super Bowl winners every year. You know, I think that that time is over. Um, but they're not worse than the Giants this year, by the way. So the Giants oh, yeah. are by far the worst team in the NFL. Well, I, I thought like, you were going to talk anyone... about the Giants. You're right. You're right, but I'm just saying I'm not talking about that. I'm not. I'm not getting into the particulars. I'm just saying, if you look at the teams in the NFL, the Giants are the worst team in the NFL right now. It. it, it you can't. You can't. Maybe the Panthers are the other one. The Panthers are pretty bad. In fact, boy, this new owner is like everyone thought he was going to be the savior of the team, and and now they're ready to like lunch him. Oh. If Belichick was to go coach somewhere else though where do you think he's most likely to end up well it'll be interesting because i think it would be here from you okay so we gotta look at teams that would be looking to get rid of coaches would be my first one uh he's not gonna go to the giants because i just don't think that uh he's gonna go back into that scenario um he's not gonna go to the jets he's not gonna go to the bears because the bears won't the bears won't pay him he's not gonna go to Uh, green bay not gonna go to green bay Either. Not going to Minnesota. I could see him going to the Panthers. I could see it. I could see it. What about That's the Panthers? With new ownership, he may go there. Now that there's new ownership there. I could see him going there. I could see him going there. Um, Panthers, I guess I could see that. <laughs> the only thing why I think no with the Panthers is I think they want to stay with an offensive coach, but... I don't think it's out of the question. He's not going to Arizona. Kevin O'Connor said Chargers. They'd have to pay him. Yeah, 
They're gonna, they're gonna have to cough you know, up some money. You know, this was a very in- this Kevin's comment's very interesting because I heard this mentioned. Wouldn't it be interesting if Belichick teams up with Justin Herbert? Hmm. Interesting. Think about that. Think about that. And yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I did, they, they would just have to pay him. They're cheap. They're cheap when it comes to coaches. Because you're not gonna get Belichick on up for on a dime. You're just not gonna get him on a dime. No. No. If you want him, you're gonna pay. Even even if his last few seasons haven't been great. Yeah. He's still he's still gonna get what he wants. Because yeah, he's gonna come yeah, in yeah. top dollar. No he's earned and he's earned it. He's earned it. He's, he's earned it. it. Yeah. And I think every owner in the NFL knows it. Like it's Bill Belichick. I mean Yeah. If he wants he's not X going to the Raiders, he's, by the way. He's getting it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna go to the Raiders because they just you know. Yeah, no. so he's yeah, not going to Ra- go there. The Raiders is out. The, the, the Raiders are not going to take him because they already had McDaniels there who was trying to, you know, lead the Patriot way, and he yeah. uh, that didn't work out. So I don't I don't see them then going, well, let's try just getting Bill Belichick. No, they're going to – they want to go in a completely different direction. And I'll tell you who I would like to see replace um, Belichick as the head coach of the Patriots, though. Who? Mike Vrabel. Uh, you know, I hear all the time how Belichick assistants don't do well. Rabel hasn't done bad in Tennessee, by the way. He hasn't. He hasn't done great, but he's not been. He's probably been one of the better assistants. I think I, I can, can see, see that. him doing it. I know they've they've also know. thrown around Gerard Mayo. Um, Please no. I've heard that. I've heard no, Mike Rabel, and I like Mike. I like the Mike Rabel idea. Yeah. I, part of me, part of me for a while, like back even when Tom was still here, like seventeen, eighteen, maybe nineteen. Um, part of me started to believe. Do you remember when McDaniel's was supposed to go and be? Was it the coach of the Colts? Yep. He made an announcement, and then, like, the next day they pulled it down, and it was like, whoa, whoa, yep. whoa. And he was, oh, he's going to stay in New England. I started to believe this, like, conspiracy, I guess, that the Patriots wanted McDaniels to take over for Belichick. I and did, too. they were like, hey, like, we, we want you to kind of just – like, I think McDaniels wanted to be a head coach, and Kraft was like, listen, your time is going to come. I need you to hang in there a little while. And – I think that they maybe talked him out of that Colts deal. They got him to stay. And then shit went down with Brady, and he left. And then I think Bill decided, like, he was going to, you know, hang around still. And McDaniels ended up leaving anyway. But I, I think that there was a period where I think they thought, like, oh, like, when, when Bill walks away soon, you know, it would make, you know, Josh, you're up. Yep. And then, yep. I, then I think something changed, and then Josh McDaniels was like, no, nah, I'm out of here. But I, at the same time, I don't think – even though McDaniels was good with us as an offensive coordinator, I don't see him no. being the coach of the Patriots. I mean, yeah. every time yeah. his coach just hasn't gone right. No. No. I just he don't think he's the head coach. Si- he went to two bad situations, though, but that's on him. The Colts situation probably would have been the best situation if he stayed with that one. True. So I don't think he's going to be the – I do think New England needs a, a guy who's an experienced coordinator 
if they're going to bring a coordinator in. So, I mean, here's the other one. I could see Belichick going to Tampa. That I could see. Well, how funny would that be? The, Glazier, the Glazier's got a lot of money. And, you know, I could see that scenario. That would that would definitely be an interesting move, and there'd be a lot of chatter about that one. Allen said Vrabel isn't a Belichick assistant. He never coached in New England. I thought he did, actually. I thought he was did something briefly. He may have been on I, – I think he was tied with Belichick, though. I don't know if it was Cleveland. Hmm. I mean, he played um, here. He played for Belichick. That may be. That's probably what it is. I mean, it's still a tie. He 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 uh, he, he played with him, but on the coaching yeah. level, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, he did not. He did not play. He did not coach with Belichick. He played for Belichick. So the Allen is right on that. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I don't know. I could still see him doing it. I like him as a choice. They, they fast. Vrabel was fast tracked as a coach too. I mean, he only really had one year as a coordinator. Yeah. That's why I didn't like to hire. Yeah. You know, you you, you know these teams. There, you know what happens? These teams want to hire good coordinators. They don't want to hire good coaches. And that's the problem they have. So, you know. Um, Stefanski, who's the coach of the um, Browns, I don't think he, I think he was more brought in because he was a good coordinator, not a good leader. Um, I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't. I don't think he's a great coach. Right. Listen, all I, I have don't know why. Say, Joe, yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. I was so, just. Uh, I was just gonna say. All I have to say is, when it comes to football this year, I'm out. I got nothing to be excited uh, about. No, I'm still into the NFL, even though I'm like I'm done with the Giants, but um, I'm still into the NFL. Uh, I'm just not—I didn't buy the package or anything this year, so I'm, I'm at the mercy of watching local games. But I'm okay with that. I'm content with it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just want to see the Browns make the playoffs. You got a shot, Kevin. They got a shot. They have because I, I think they have a shot. They're right in the thick of it. Yeah, they do. They do. So good luck, Kevin. Hopefully yeah, I hope, I hope they do. To. I hope they do. You know the Raiders aren't going, so that's out. No. Although I don't think Kevin really likes the Raiders anyway. No. Yeah. No, I'm I'm one of the ones that wishes they would have stayed in California. What about the A's? How do you feel about the A's coming to town? It's. I mean, it'll be interesting to see like how baseball does here. Me too. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, you got the same owner though. Is the problem? Mm-hmm. You gotta have a small market mentality, and you know that's gonna be part of the problem. I don't think it'll A's. work. Uh, yeah, I don't think that it w- that's gonna work well in Las Vegas. Las you know, Vegas look, is not the, Oakland. Yeah, the Raiders are still a marquee, historically marquee team, uh, mm-hmm. and the uh, Knights, the Golden Knights, have established themselves very quickly as a premier NHL team, which I'm telling you, they're going to be good for a long time because they're going to attract a lot of free agents out there now, especially yeah. if they're winning for, the championships. For sure. And it's just yeah, amazing so, how, how quickly Vegas became a hockey town. 
They did, and they, they did a great job in the expansion draft. That's the one thing is they probably did one of the best jobs ever in the expansion draft. Well, they changed um, the rules because of it. They Yes. When Seattle came in, they didn't get the same. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, they, but the NFL was always kind of like, like I remember when the Florida Panthers came in, you know, we, we had, I mean, the Rangers had Dan Beesbrook and Richter, and they had to give up one of their goalies. They could only protect mm-hmm. one goalie. So I remember uh, Van Beesbrook went to the Panthers like as the first pick. And it was kind of stupid that they had to do that. They were gonna, you know, so they were gonna lose someone no matter what. And then, um, so they made these rules easy for the expansion teams in the NHL. You know, they want them. I guess they want them to compete fast. I get it. You don't want to have a team bad for ten years. Sorry, guys. One more time. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm still shocked. You know, from that first season for Vegas. You know how they came in and went to the cup in their first. I mean. They lost that, to a really good uh, capital. Yeah, that never, that never, that never happens. And I mean, they just you, know, you just totally yeah. see that they were a new team when they, when they actually got to the cup. I mean, you could totally see that. Yeah, but this this cup run they had was incredible, um, for sure. And they came out of the box this year hot. Yeah, they well, uh, they definitely a- they have they did a great way to defend the cup. You know, not going through a malaise. Oh, they went and got one of the best coaches uh, in Cassidy. Yeah, so I mean that's that still amazes me that we got Bruce Cassidy because wow, what a great fit he's been been for this yeah. team, and they're yeah. Yeah, like they're going to be a contender for a while. I mean, the rebuild will come at some point, but but you're gonna get you're gonna start attracting big free agents. They haven't really had a need to sign the big free agent yet, mm-hmm. but you know that's gonna come, and you're gonna see like Vegas is a destination for free agents. Yep, you're going to start seeing that, I think, next season. Yeah. Yeah. What did Matt do? Make the in trouble. Uh, did, did, did Matt have to go make a potty? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, maybe he did have to do that. <laughs> so, the, uh, um, yeah, so, you know, um, pretty interesting we're going to be getting kevin into um we're going to be getting right into end of year lists probably next few weeks like yep uh so it's and then you know what's interesting is that season goes from like mid-december to like late january and we're going to be right into pca mode after that it's going to be a very interesting winter for the cigar industry at least from a media standpoint this year that we're going to have this like I don't. I don't like the fact that my two biggest months of the year are going to be that close. Namely, the usually December, January, and the PCA months are my biggest months of the year. So I'm, I'm actually kind of concerned what my summer traffic is going to be like this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, having everything move up in the year and you know yeah. not having PCA midsummer as it has been, it, yeah. it's going to yeah. be real interesting to see how things flow. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it's just going to be a different dynamic uh, in the whole industry. It's going to be an exciting time for us. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It, because, like I said, we're going to be done with our list, and we're going to immediately be covering the PCA releases right after the list season's over. Um, I have announced the date for – by the way, I announced the date for the coupe list. Uh, starts December 8th, and it counts down to January 8th. So, that is uh, – the list is almost done. So, uh, the, the – I'll say this: there were only thirty cigars eligible, and it's a countdown to thirty. So there were no bubble cigars for the first time ever. It just hit the thirty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me, Matt, and Mitch have some work to do. 
Yeah, I mean, we're still working on our list. Um, it, 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 it's uh, tough this year. I'll, I'm not going to lie. It's, and I know that you've expressed the same concern. And yeah. it, it, the list this year is going to be a little tough. We've we've considered uh, changing our deadline um, to allow more cigars in to maybe help with that. It's just yeah. – Putting our list together, it's been a little tricky this year, and it, it, it's a tough struggle. We're, and I think I told you, no matter what you do, people are gonna find criticisms. You need to do what you think is right, is what I, I actually said that to you. Yeah, you know, um, we're 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 trying to we're trying to figure out the best way to yep. do it good. I mean, it's um, it's tricky, and that was an idea that was floated. Like, hey, we move our deadline. We know this. We know that there's still like a handful of stuff that's coming out that this month. That could really tip the scales one way or the other. Um, but I also, if I do, I don't want to move that too close to the end of the year. Um, anything that yeah, comes out I, in December, it definitely would not be eligible. But I'm yeah, considering I, moving I it into November. Yeah, I had it a little easier because uh, I I had the I, I ended it, but the, the release date was PCA, um, and it will be in July again every year. It's going to be like that, and then. The review deadline was the tricky part for me this year because there were some cigars that got didn't get reviewed in time, and they're they're gonna push the next year. Yeah, it's just nothing. I uh, yeah, that's one I got a call. I got a call the last few days. That's something I'm looking forward to to next year. Is I kind of got a late start, you know, getting on board with the smoking tobacco team for this year. So you know, next year yeah. we'll 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 come out of the gate hot, and you know, we'll be we'll be up and running and. I think it's going to be a lot different for us for next year. Yeah, I mean, you guys, yeah, went, not only did you, you underwent a lot of changes for anybody. Uh, new new people, obviously, you guys came in, you came in this year. Matt redoes the website, you know, all, all, but they're all necessary things for the growth of what you guys are doing. So I think it was, uh, you know, in the long run, it's going to pay off. Um, so uh, I think, you know, I encourage you guys to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, but I'm excited about. Like, I I get excited about list season. Don't get me wrong. It's it's an exciting part. I saw today the Matt Garoppolo released the contenders. I saw, I saw. Cigar yeah. Authority. I thought it was. By the way, I I thought there were some very good cigars he had in there this year. Me too. Comparatively, I think in recent years I've been. Um, there are at least five cigars in there that are very good. Yeah, I, I, I saw the list and I was like, I was like, wow, I'm actually not surprised to see some of those cigars in there because I mean, yeah, like, how 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 could they not be? Yeah, you may see you may see a couple of those on the coupe list, so I'm not gonna give anything away. But uh, I think some of those might be on our list too. Mm-hmm. But they, but they, but they were very good picks. You know, I thought the picks were really good this year. I'll just read them down to you real quick. I have them in front of me. Yep. Um, he had the Artista Midnight, which is not a bad. That's one I haven't had a lot of. It's not a bad cigar. He had the Agonors of Rare Leaf Maduro. Yeah. The HBC Selection Number One Maduro. Yeah. The E.P. Carrillo Allegiance. Yeah. Aging Room Sonata. Hmm. West Tampa Red. Christoph Guardrail. Yeah. McAuliffe Black. Yeah. And then he had the new United Cigar, the Rounded One, Natural, and the Red Anchor, which I'll be honest, I don't know why. I, I, you know, I just don't think you need to put those. I think, you you know, I could just not put those in there. I know they're his, and, but, you know, you, you get the crit, you know. But you know he, uh, I remember. But that red anchor is a really good cigar, by the way. No, it is. I mean, it, that red anchor, that red anchor is a tremendous cigar. So it's, I understand it definitely is worthy of being in there. I get you know, but it's always that conflict of interest that people are going to say. I, I mm-hmm. kind of I see where you're going with it. I mean, 
the thing that I think separates Dave is he's at the same time he's also a retailer too. So I mean, yeah, he, he's he's got to look at you know what's selling and what's yeah. popular and and that's kind I, of. I'm surprised Alfonso never made a contenders pack. That's a free, you know that's a that's an amazing cigar to Alfonso. It wasn't yeah. in last year, oh, yeah, and I thought for sure. Right. I thought for sure, uh, unless he's counting it as limited, I could see that because it is a limited production. Yeah, it is so, a small quantity. That's true. Yeah, but but so's red, red. Well, Red Anchor started out limited. Now it's not. I think it's more expensive. Um, the one that I'm telling you to watch in that list is Christoph Guardrail. Uh, it got it did very well on Coop. It's going to be on the Coop list. I'm not going to lie, but it, that's a really good cigar. Yeah. I was glad to see that one on there. Thanks, Sam. It smoked that. It's a, it's a, he, the Robusto size is the size I like, and that's the size he picked. So, we got Jared, uh, we got Jared coming on. Is it next week? I got Jared coming on too soon, yeah. Uh, let me check. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jared, he's, oh, no, he, he's in two weeks. He's in two weeks, actually. I'll have to dig up some of those for that show. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, um, we we uh we're probably gonna do a round table on that sometime soon too. But but yeah, Christoph Guardrail did very well, got a ninety one uh on Coop. There were only there were only a handful I think there were only a handful of cigars that got over ninety this year. Um so there were not a lot of ninety ones thrown out. We had a hundred I had hundred and forty nine reviews now counting Ben. Well, I think Ben we probably had about hundred and seventy five with Ben. So and he didn't throw a lot of ninety ones or above either. So uh, we we definitely had a ver- we were very stingy with the scoring. There were there were um, twelve cigars over ninety, but only eight of them were eligible for the list. There were some that weren't list eligible in, the, in that ninety or above. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be oh. interesting year. It's gonna be a very interesting year with the with the list this year. I'm, yeah, I I, I do done, think, but yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I know Sock is pivoting himself again for another run at the consensus. So Sock is gonna do well on the list this year. I, he will. Sokka yeah. will win the consensus this year with the black again. And from mm-hmm. what I understand, I think Charlie's gonna consolidate Sokka Khan and Papa Sokka because he goes by the line, so he consolidates the Vitolas. Which is really going to put Steve at an advantage because uh, he's going to have both Papa Saka uh, and Saka Khan. Saka Khan was Coop list eligible this year, so and it probably will make the list. I'll say that. I'm not like it's not really secret on that. They got it out of ninety. I I <clears throat> I think that I think you're going to see a lot of. I'm making a prediction here. You're going to see a lot of Saka cigars. Multiple on lists, and I think he's going to be number one on at least two lists. That's my guess. That would, I, I would be guess that's exactly out, my call. Outside, might outside, outside the consensus two. and all that, this, like just and, 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 and is that outside smoking tobacco? I I know you haven't decided on number one, but you saying two lists. I'm saying in the general, out of everybody's lists out there, like, you know, I just making a, a guess. Not like anyone specific. Just yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can see him winning at least two Cigar of the Years out there. Um, probably. I'm going to make a couple. Papa Saga. Yeah, I'm going to make I'm gonna make a couple predictions. I think Red Meat Lovers Club doesn't make the list. I'm going to make um, that prediction, too. 
Um, I think Krakatoa is going to make some lists. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, you won't see any of the unicorns. I do have the unicorn. Okay, I bought one of the unicorn cigars when I was down in uh, Florida. So. Which one? Uh, the brulee. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to buy the black as well. Uh, there'll probably be one cigar reviews if I do those. So the problem is I... If it's good, then I gotta buy. An, I'm probably gonna review that earlier because if it's good, I gotta buy another one for the list. So um, that's gonna be a little tricky. So that's why I want to get that. Like I'll review it, but publish that later on. But see, I don't think you'll see the unicorns. I don't think you'll see the the pulpettas that are not gonna be released in time. No. Red meat lovers, I don't know what it is, but I think a lot of people still tie that with a store exclusive, and a lot of people stay away from store exclusives. So. I think so too. It's a good. It's a really good cigar. It's list worthy. It by is a very good cigar. But I'm in the same thought smoke, process as you. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Papa Saka's gonna be so. You're gonna see the pop. Already some Papa Saka reviews out. But you'll see more. And uh, yeah, so I think like Steve, I think Nick from Foundation will have the Matapas, most likely. I don't know how high those will rank, but I think they'll make it onto some lists. Yeah. Um, I haven't smoked them. I have not smoked them yet myself, honestly. Um, but I know some people who have. And I, I did smoke the new Charter Oaks. I wasn't wowed by them. Okay. Um, I'll be honest. I was, but I haven't reviewed them either, so. I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty sure that Mitchell has smoked some of the new stuff. I can't remember which. Yeah. Uh, I think he... I'm kind of with Coop on the new Trevor Oaks. I mean, they're good, but they're not like wow. Yeah. Know, the, the wow factor isn't there. But we talked about that a couple shows ago, where there's been you know quite a few cigars this year come out from from you know manufacturers that we expected a high wow factor from that just yeah. didn't hit. Uh, um, I, my list is being constructed. I'm very happy with the top nine right now on my list. Then when you get from ten to thirty, it's it's, it's not. But the, yeah, the top nine, I'm like, sorry, Coop. Yeah, yeah. It's those. It's after the top nine. The top nine were pretty easy. I'm still kind of. There's a few cigars I'm re-smoking before the list. So, but I don't think any is going to move into the top nine of what I have to re-smoke. So. If this is a year a top ten list would be a hell of a lot easier than a top twenty five. Mm. I know. You I know. know, I had um it's interesting, I set a goal of reviewing hundred and fifty cigars. I had hundred and forty nine this year. Uh I would have been over to one fifty if I didn't get a cold in in, in October. So that that that, that hurts. <laughs> that just hurts you. Uh you can't you can't do and my rule is it has to be reviewed, so you know it's not reviewed because if I'm reviewing hundred and fifty, hundred and forty nine cigars, I gotta put the ones I review. I know it doesn't. Not everyone can do that, so I totally get that. But yeah, yeah, I think that our policy will probably work its way into that realm. Too, that yeah, my first year I didn't out. have that rule. By the way, my 2010 list was not under that rule. Uh, 2011 is when I implemented that rule. So okay, it, it was like my second year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, um, I mean it's it it is that time of the year, and yeah, it's probably going to continue um, to dominate the discussions on this show as we you know keep moving forward. Right, um, Perdomo thirtieth. I mean, I have I'm in possession of the Perdomo thirtieth right now, by the way. Um, and um, I haven't smoked them yet. I put them in the humidor when I got back, so I'm probably gonna, they're not going to be eligible this year. I uh, it's just it's it's too late to have that one. 
Um, because they're not going to hit the stores probably until Thanksgiving week. Yeah. So, so, um, but I am in possession, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to smoke them probably before Thanksgiving, just kind of see what it, you know, see what the buzz is about. So, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to to those um, as well. The Perdomo thirtieth, I think, is going to. Well, it's tough because there's a lot of people it, who it's, it's still included well, this year, but. Well, here's the problem with the promoters going to have one problem. It's a, it's going to be a split vote. Yeah. That that's I think Perdomo third will make a statement next year. I think that's what happened a little with the with the um with the tenth anniversary. Uh, more people tended to go for the Maduro, but I'm telling you, Sun Grown is really coming on strong with age. Those Sun Growns are amazing with the age. I liked. I thought they were all good. I, the Connecticut really stood out to me personally. Yeah. Um, and I'm usually a Perdomo Sungrown guy, and I also have been getting into the Perdomo Maduros lately. Uh, I, I love. I'm always big on. I love their Maduros. I mean, <laughs> Nick doesn't make a bad Maduro. In my no, book. he don't. No, he, he don't, don't make a bad cigar in my book. I mean, I mean, people say, "Well, you have this batter." I've been smoking Perdomo for for. 13, 14 years. So. It was one of the first brands I ever smoked when I started smoking. And, and, and you know, it was funny. I was at Perdomo um, on Friday morning early. I went over there. And I had a, I lit up a 20th anniversary Maduro. And I'm talking to uh, that guy, Nestor Grump, who is always in there. And we were just talking. I said, Nestor, this cigar smokes exactly the same as it did when it first got released. It hasn't changed. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so. Ref- I never have to worry about consistency with Nick's products, so. Uh, I know that's Nick's one of the things for... with Perdomo for sure. You know, consistency. Yeah. yeah. So uh... another example of a company. Actually, no, we already used Perdomo. I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. I was like, oh, yeah. No, never mind. We already used that. Yeah. One. Yeah. But it's true. It's true. I mean, there's there's a reason why he put quality, tradition, and excellence on the box. Yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna tell you a company that's a little watch out on the coupe list for is, is STJ. Watch out for well, they got STJ a lot of stuff that's list. come out, but but they had some good ones this year, so and mm-hmm. they're on my site. You can you can figure it out, but there's at least two that will probably make the list. So is, oh, one, gonna of, make is, list, is so. one is one of them Alec Bradley? No. Okay. Really? Nope. Nope. Alec Bradley won cigar of the year last year. Now, I did review another Alec Bradley, but it wasn't eligible. Ah, so, okay. That one Alec Bradley was the bonus cigar, and I did put a new rule in this year. Um, no more bonus cigars or sample pack cigars. Or, you know, because it, like if I, if I had it, in order for me to put that in the list, I'd have to buy the whole box of Fine and Rare again. <laughs> so I didn't do that. So they were all gone by the time I, you know, I reviewed that. So it, it can't make it. Yeah, General has a lot of stuff they put out. There's, there's, there's a they've couple. Had, there's a couple on there. A, they have a couple of like sleepers in there, is what I'm gonna say. They had a good yep, year. Uh, I, Go ahead, Coop. No, they had a, they had a few sleepers in there this year. Mm-hmm. They did. Is Flint Knoll one of them? Everyone keeps mentioning Flint Knoll. Well, Flint Knoll. If you look at the site, <laughs> it's pretty obvious it's gonna be. Uh, Flint Knoll's one. I've been very, yeah. Flint Knoll was really, but Flint Knoll was very polarizing. Some people didn't like that cigar. 
I thought it was good. My issue with it last year was that I thought that the wrapper was very thin and brittle on it. Um, it it, it and that will factor into this, yes. And I know um, you're it, some of your guys. I think had the same concern. We had, Mitchell had. I know Mitchell had issues with it too with the and Toro. Mitchell had issues with it. Yep. Yeah, but the cigar is amazing. Um, uh, we also interviewed uh, Aaron from uh, from the Footnote Winery on uh, KMA. What a great guy. What a great guy. Uh, it's a great project they've done. So, uh, And I've commented. I mean, it's no secret. I said this is the best Cigar General's done in years. Mac best Macanudo in, in a decade. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just amazing, amazing cigar. But that wrapper was absolutely too fragile. I will not mm -hmm. argue. And I hated to say it. I know that cigar should have been solo because it's, it's yeah. They had some trouble with them here. It's like with the humidity and the or the lack of humidity here. It's yeah, like I just wanted to just. Yeah, I I did that. I had a box of those so and good. I damaged, I damaged one of them on my own. I hated it. Uh, I dropped it. You know, and it, it, when you drop it on a concrete floor, it's it's curtains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I smoked it a couple of times. I I liked the taste. I liked the burn, but. It just, <clears throat> the actual construction, you know, I wouldn't say it failed, but I mean, there's, I had issues with the wrapper breaking, cracking, peeling. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. smoked like three of those. And again, like, I was like, oh, this tastes great. But it became uncomfortable to smoke yeah. after, after about I, a third of the way in. Cause it just, I, I would really love to see them do a Maduro version of that cigar. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, we have a heavier wrapper on it. I would like to see that. I think that would definitely make a difference. Yeah. But uh, Connecticut's very good. I agree. You know, there's a lot of cigars out there, and, you know, the, the guys and I have to, uh, you know, still kind of discuss more on it. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there. I think this is going to be one of the tougher years that we've had, but I think we'll figure it, it that, out. Ranking that that bottom two-thirds of the list for me has been extremely challenging because I look at, like, scorers, and then I do adjustments based on the resmoke, and I'm telling you, there's fractions with, with these cigars. It's fraction, It's so fractional in terms of a cigar can move up or down really easy with some of that, yeah, and it's yeah, happened. So, like, someone can jump. Like, I can resmoke something that's currently ranked, like, 27, and I can resmoke it, and it can go all the way up into the top 10. <laughs> so that's how close it is right now. Right. So, right. yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, I'm watching the time here, and we're, we're yeah, we're almost at, we're almost on coop show time, so yeah, we're almost on coop time. How 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 fancy that we're doing almost. I almost I'm perfectly wrapping up this cigar too, so. Um, so I think I'm gonna stop it there. I'm gonna save the discussion for next time. Um, but no, this was this was a good show. I'm I'm glad we got yep. to uh, air some grievances tonight, coop. Yeah, uh, Festivus early. Yeah, I know, <laughs> early Festivus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's but no, true. I think it was all like I said, it's all in love, not in hate here. So I want to make, make it very clear. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, yep. Thank you guys for watching and listening to the show. Uh, we appreciate it. We can't do what we do without you. Without you guys, yeah. Don't forget to visit smokeandtobacco.com for more cigar news, reviews, and other updates from the industry. And with that, we'll see you on Wednesday night. At our regular scheduled time and place. And uh, in the meantime, stay smoky. Keep it lit. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.